Nothing's wrong. Everything's good. Hello and welcome to the Nen Show podcast. I am your host, Craftsdorf, here again with my co-host, Mathwiz. Say hello, Mathwiz. Hello. What? No, no pun with the uh, the, the the title this time <laughs> of the arc. I, uh, I'm not that I, I couldn't think of one either. Let's, so let's uh, address the mother fence <laughs> in the room. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay, you, you tried, and that was better than I, I could have expected. Um, comments. Uh, I didn't have time to look. What I had started you, looking first? through them, and all I found was a jokey one by Anime Eric. Uh, if Doflamingo is a manipulator, does that mean Nen exists in One Piece? But um, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean... It's it is funny like cuz I remember um I had some friends who uh, one of them would watch Hunter Hunter and he's like so does that mean all the Dragon Ball characters are emitters and it's like <laughs> it's just kind of funny cuz cuz Nen is a really well designed system uh so it's kind of fun to imagine other power sets under like how would it work under Nen and yeah Doflamingo would be like obviously a manipulator if, if if it was his ability was Nen like I don't think all his powers work that way like it, I mean obviously they're not going to go cuz like the thing with Nen is you you know you make weaknesses and um, it makes your power stronger, and they but they have to be like there's the the whole chart and like conflicting ones that don't work as well together and such. So, but yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I guess not many comments this time. That which is fine. I I get... like the the like recurring comments of like people not getting used to your laugh. Is that's just funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't help. I'm sorry. I can't help it very well. My voice has always been like a a thing. Well, uh, and last time you got me really good with the Dark Souls bit. Um, like if we had <laughs> if we had unique titles for um the episodes, then yeah, that would have definitely been part of the reference for the or the in the title for that episode. But um, because <laughs> yeah, I, I as I was laughing, I was thinking about how like that wasn't a normal laugh for me, and my laughing is kind of weird in the first place. So. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, I was going to say something, uh, but I forgot. Um, I will say, because, yeah, I have I actually um, realized while reading it is, like, because when I last reread One Piece, it was, like, 2015, and I'm pretty sure Dressrosa was still ongoing, so this is my first time rereading the arc with the whole context of the arc in mind, and I gotta say, like, for me, because, like, um, like it, it, it was hype, especially, at, like, like uh, the first, like, 30, 40 chapters or so, it was just really cool. Um, did you, what, how did you feel going through this arc, uh, going through it for the first time? Cause holy shit, like, I think this is our longest reading, like 58 chapters. I'm maybe, maybe, no. Um, I think Skypea had more the first part or the second uh, part. um, I'm going to double check, but, um, while you give your thoughts on how you felt about reading Dressrosa for the first time, cause it's really big. There's a lot of fucking characters and moving parts. Um, Like, holy shit. I was actually kind of surprised by, like, I thought, oh, we're going to do, like, the way Oda just kind of jumped right into the Coliseum fighting, I was like, oh, usually there's, like, a bit of build-up before the action. Um, but that was kind of fine. Uh, he introduced so many characters in this Coliseum, I'm like, okay, I don't <laughs> quite know what's going on here, because obviously they're not all going to be relevant. Um, but then again, if yeah, Oda's taking it, the time it, to introduce them, then maybe the, maybe there's a reason. Uh, and then it all kind of comes back around towards the end. So that was yes. <laughs> oh, there's the reason. 
Um, and then, like, we're getting, like, the reveals mid-arc. Like, ah, I, I made a tweet about the one thing that... I got, <laughs> I, got, I, I got a comment com- totally out of context on my Talk No Jutsu video. Some guy's just like, oh, uh, this character is back, even though I thought they were dead. Um, I don't... I don't and, and it's like, it was on the Talk No Jutsu video. It's a Naruto thing. I don't bring up One Piece at all. I hadn't... I don't think I'd read One Piece And he's just I like, oh, video. yeah. <laughs> Sabo's alive. And you're like, what the fuck? And it was like, ju- the comment was just in the last week or so. It was in like the last few days. So it was like, what What are the odds? Like, my hope was that because he mentioned the episode and not chapter, you would think, well, okay, maybe it'll happen later or something. But it did happen this. And the, well, because like, well, we'll talk about it later. Well, fuck it. We're talking about it now. Like, the thing with the Sabo thing is like, you kind of like, you know, the sake cups were kind of cemented that he was still alive on the cover story. Then there's also like, you know, it's like you didn't see the body in the first place, and then um, yeah, when yeah. Dragon... Well, I immediately was like, Sabo's still alive. When <laughs> like when we were going through the flashback, I pointed it out in that podcast. I was like, there's, <laughs> there's no body. He's still alive. That was my guess. I think and, I made, made oh. a Tosin reference because it's funny. But then, well, because later on, I, what I didn't point out was um, when they were on the island. Uh, Zoro, when Dragon Ship was docked on Zoro's home island where the dojo was, there was like a line where it's like, oh, his wounds are so bad. And it's like, hmm, who's who would have been freshly wounded at that time? Who would have been wounded after the fire that whose wounds might have been bad? Osabo, picked up by the Revolutionary Army. So like people were already like yeah, pretty cemented on that until and when the socket cups happened, it was like, okay, yeah, there's no way. And then, yeah, he showed up. And well, that's the thing is like when he showed up is still like so out of left field. It's really. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love how I love how Oda did the reveal because, like, of course, since I had been spoiled on it beforehand, I kind of. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I knew when I was doing the reading. Um, so, like, when I just saw Luffy's face, the big, the big page of his face, I was like, oh, here it is. Like, I it couldn't <laughs> be anything else because, like, he was crying and whatnot. But like, I love how they don't show his face right away. Like, they cut away to do oh, other yeah. stuff, and like, they well, end the volume. And uh, even then, like, like, there's the Coliseum fights that keep going, and it's still like, who is this mystery man? But, like, (laughs) they showed the cups, so, like, telling you that it's Sabo without telling, showing his face. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting how he handled it, but I think we'll go into more detail later, because I have some observations about, like, specific... Because it's, like, it's also interesting to compare to the Obito thing, I guess, because it's, like, super obvious, um... But, um, even, I don't know, we'll, I have another, uh, big three comparison actually later, but, um, I say we get into the actual discussion, um, because, um, oh yeah, I get, well, I guess real quick we could start with the cover story, because, uh, Jinbei cover story started and the caribou one finally ended, uh, caribou basically, like, he escaped, he was, he got out of Fishman Island, he sort of, like, you know, dealt with Marines, his, uh, crew was dicking around, um, trying to help him and stuff. Uh, he was confused with the, like, a, a, a revolutionary, I don't know if, I, or some, I don't know, if, like, I'm not saying he's connected to the revolutionaries, but, like, Gabaru, and, like, it, it was a, it was a big old thing. I think that's the longest cover story. That isn't, uh, like, uh, one of the catch-up with all the other side characters thing. So, yeah, it happened. Um, oh, and he was captured at the end by fucking Drake. Um, so that was a, a surprise. So it's like we're still we're seeing more of the supernovas as it goes on. So yeah, um, yeah, just thought I'd get that out of the way before. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I wasn't super interested in that cover story. Maybe it's just because we didn't get much time with Caribou, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't really care. But you know, cool <laughs> stuff happening. Yep. Maybe I was also um, just distracted by the arc itself, and I was kind of like, okay, I will just breeze through the cover story. Yep. All right, so anyway, uh, where we last left off uh, is, you know, Law 
ordered Doflamingo to step down from the Warlords, and some newspapers came out explaining, you know, Doflamingo stepped down, the Luffy Law Alliance is happening, and also the the Kid Hawkins Apu Alliance, which we don't really see much of uh, during this stretch of chapters. But um, but this newspaper is actually like super important because it basically sets all the arc events of the arc in motion. <laughs> Like, later on, it's like, oh, Riku and Kairos and the dwarves, or the little people, they were all starting their plans to send because of what happened with Doflamingo. And so... Yeah, um, yeah, I liked that... that uh, I forget which panel it was, but they're like, <laughs> oh... I was thinking, like, oh, it's kind of convenient that they just kind of... That the Straw Hats well, just kind of happen to show up on the, the precipice of this revolution, but it's like, oh, no, wait, they actually kind of caused this. It's there. <laughs> yeah, like, this is going to be our final battle, and then, like, Usopp, Robin, and Frankie are having a shocked face moment, and they're like, shit, this is our fault. We're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also get a bit, a couple, we see Jinbei, we see Kid, um, we see Crocodile from behind, smoke, smoking a cigar. Um, well, it's, yeah. Um, also, there's a, a little bit of a thing where it's like a kid's like, how the hell did our information about our alliance leak out? And you see a, a ship with the, the words Thriller Bark on the sail. And who is this freelance writer? Absa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we found out. We, now we know what he's up to. Uh, doing sneak. He's using his like invisibility powers to spy on people and get get insider scoops that no one will, would have, which is kind of fun. So um, he's around at least. Um, but anyway, then we get uh, an interaction I really like with uh, Doflamingo and Law and Luffy all on the the transponder, the the Dendenmushi, talking about the, everything. Um, of course, kind of like building them into their plans to go and dra- to dress Rosa. Um, did you have anything specific to say about it, or shall I explain why I like it? Or um, I like how Luffy always answers the the snail with "Hello, Liz Luffy, King of the Pirates," speaking. <laughs> That's like the best running gag. <laughs> He's so good. Um, but yeah, so what I like about it is like Doflamingo, like you know, he's obviously the puppet master, you know, not just in his powers, but he just you know he manipulates people, thing, people, and things in general. And like Law is even warning the Straw Hats, you know, don't get swept up into his momentum, into his pace, like because you know he can he can control people with just like words. And, but like the thing about the Straw Hats is they like basically don't get controlled like Doflamingo's trying to tease him and say like hey I got your brother's devil fruit you want you want it you want you want the flame flame fruit and Luffy's like but you have meat give me meat <laughs> give me meat and he's like he's just being fucking stupid but it like completely shuts off Doflamingo's like sneakiness um so and the best part is like later because Law is uh, you know warning them about it and shit and then like they're like okay we'll get to dress Rosa in the meantime what, what are we eating for food and Sanji's like, I'm making sandwiches. And Law's like, we gotta get serious. Oh, but no bread yes, on my sa- Wait. Yes, I, I love that part where he's, <laughs> yes, no bread on my, like, he's like, hey, we gotta be serious. But then he's, he also, like, plays into it. And then there's just that face where he's like, oh, no, Shit. I'm becoming one of them. That's the best part. Because he's like, he's warning them about, about getting uh, swept into Doflamingo's pace. But then he gets completely swept up in the by the Straw Hats in their pace. He's just... <laughs> Even though he's so serious normally, it's so good. I just love like it. All, and it also sets because manipulation is a is a pretty big part of the arc, um, as I will talk about a couple times. But um, I just need to see it. How I like I like how it was set up like right away <laughs> with all these character interactions because the the character interactions are always so good in One Piece. So uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, 
yeah, um, we, they, we also set up uh, Kanjiro, the samurai who's captured there, because um, Kinemon's, you know, they he, they had their whole adventure before that ended with that ended with him and Momonosuke on Punk Hazard. Um, oh yeah, and um, the Marines sort of go they sort of go over some uh, information, including the the warlords. Um, Hey, and we... <laughs> Buggy's a it, warlord. It's their boy. He's so happy. Look at his face. I just can't get over that face. He's just so happy. He's like, yeah, bitches, I made it. <laughs> 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 Former bounty, 15 million. Oh, man. Um, I was actually wondering if you catch it because um, before the war, uh, Mr. Three was reading the letter that had been delivered by a bat. And then during the Fishman Island flashback, Jimbei got an invitation to join the Warlords of the Sea, and it was delivered by a bat. So, um, oh. you'll notice that in the Raven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also get, um, he has a new uh, title, uh, the Genius Gesture. Jester? Uh, gesture? Uh, Jester. So, he's he's basically been like, you know, because as, as we know, he was called the mastermind of the Impel Down Escape, um, alongside Luffy. Uh, so, yeah, he's a genius. <laughs> Uh, I love dramatic irony. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> oh, we, we all, Doflamingo is the heavenly demon. That's uh, the first for his... Uh, um, we, we, we had the nicknames of everyone else, but not uh, Doflamingo. So... Oh, yeah. And I... Um, yeah, so... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it later. But yeah, we just got... Uh, you know, everyone sort of interacting and building up towards the whole Dressrosa thing. Um, and they make landfall and split up. Uh because uh, you know, they gotta got plans. They got different things to do. They gotta defend the ship. Luffy's just gonna dick around and explore and adventure because that's Luffy. Um, Law's gonna deliver Caesar. Um, I love all their stupid disguises, <laughs> like Zoro's mustache and Luffy's beard. Uh, like they all facial hair. Yeah, that's a disguise. <laughs> sure. And Luffy wearing a hat over top of his hat never gets old. <laughs> Like I mean, this because he refuses to not wear the straw hat, but he can't just. It's it's like he's named Straw Hat Luffy, so he can't just not have it. But yeah, he's got to hide it too. So, um, oh, and uh, what? So what did you think about? Also, what did you think about the introduction of uh, our Mister Blind, uh, Admiral? Yeah. <laughs> um, with uh, the gambling. Yeah. Uh yeah, cuz they introduce him and he's like, you know, it's probably for the best that I don't know, you know, that we don't know who we are. Uh yeah, I didn't think he was going to be, you know, an admiral. I wasn't sure what he was going to be, but that that I guess was cool. <clears throat> yep, it was a uh, yeah, and sort of like uh, cuz he's a bit different cuz as we find out later, um during the time skip, uh there was like a world uh, a military an international military draft. So they bas- so he's basically like, as I understand it, Fujitora and Ryokugyu are civilians who are made into Navy admirals. Like they were just really strong, like cool people who the Mar- they were like, hey, you're you're a Marine now, and Fujitora's like, okay. <laughs> um, but at the same time, he has like disdain towards the government, um, like especially the Seven Warlord system. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know, Fujitora's like. Some of the actions he takes this arc are pretty interesting to t- talk about. Though one of them is weird because the what he says is different in translate. Because I, I checked the color translation and it, uh, uh, it, it. There's so much stuff I want to talk about later, but I also want to talk about it now. Yeah, I was gonna say that the, his, his, some of his actions kind of confused me, but like I, I feel like maybe it was less just like I don't I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out his perspective 
Uh, but if, yeah, if, I don't know. Um, we'll definitely talk because there's two big moments. There's the the face off with Law and Doflamingo, and then later on when the birdcage gets set up and the bounty game and the, that. So, but we'll definitely talk about those because because Fujitora is definitely like I said, he's not he, he he he's new to the system or he's new to the Marines, so he has a different and he's literally he's literally blind. He has a different perspective. So, um, yeah. The people were predicting that he was an admiral, like right off the bat, because he looks like a, a Japanese actor, <laughs> because that's yeah, how Oda does yeah, it. Yeah, I guess the the sort of like the the design of the face could have given it away, just because like yeah, like the, the, the previous admirals, just, admirals kind of had. Yeah, they all look, look kind of like yes. They I would say they almost look more realistic. I, I guess is how I would explain it because, or that's just the the the, the vibe I've gotten from them because he bases them off of real people. So they're a bit less cartoony, I suppose. Like they're still, you know, they can be cartoonier. Like, but even then, it's not as like I'm, I'm mentally thinking of some of Kizaru's like goofier faces, and even then, they're still like more reserved than like the the, the bubblegum the car- faces of every other character. You know, everyone <laughs> stretches like rubber in One Piece, um, but the Admiral's not as much. So, but yeah, um, since they all got their mission, things kind of like split up and get hectic. Like Zoro runs off to chase his sword. Uh, Luffy finds out about the flame flame fruit and he wants to fight in the arena. Um, Frankie's looking for the factory. Frankie's like the only one who's actually doing his fucking job. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't think about it like that because Sanji got, uh, runs into an attractive lady, uh, Violet, and he's like, "Oh my heart." <laughs> um, so they're just all they're just all like dicking around. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, and Lucy. Or Luffy takes on the alias of Lucy and becomes the hero of the arena. And it's really cool. Okay, I'm skipping ahead a bit, but I just do like that, like, Luffy becomes underestimated again. It's because since it's been so long, it's uh, neat to see people like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he so strong? Because they did that at the beginning of the story. (laughs) But after he got his bounty, it's like, oh, it's this really guy. It's this guy. He's got a bounty this big. He's, He's a serious deal. Uh, but so it's neat to see that bit change. But um, I'm skipping around. Do you have anything to say about like the build up to the arc, kind of going into the Coliseum and stuff? Sorry, I know it's uh, there's a lot. There's so much to, to talk about. Uh, Zoro got his his sword taken by a fairy, and he had to go chase that down. Uh, yes, a fairy. Wicca. Uh, she is teeny and cute, <laughs> as we come to see. Um, I'm just trying to find out. I guess yeah. I guess it starts out with the arena. Before it goes, so before it goes to more of the other characters, but um, yeah, like the arena is like the big focus. It's like that's why it's the title of this episode, Court of Coliseum, because it's like the biggest focus in at least the first, you know, so so much chapters. So like it cuts to everyone else as they go do their thing, but it's a lot of arena stuff. So because like you said, we get introduced to a ton of characters. Um, like we see, you know, we, there's the. Uh, Kano Kingdom guys, Sai, Boo, and uh, Don Chinjiao. Um, then there's uh, King Elizabello. There's the uh, Funk Brothers. There's just so many fucking characters, <laughs> and they all kind of get like little fights and stuff. Uh, you know, mini fights in the big in the big fights. Like, see, okay, I'm gonna say like I'm not a big fan of tournament arcs in Shonen. I guess like I'm trying to think of like my f- quote unquote favorite one, <laughs> and most of them I'm just like, eh. Um, so, but like, so this isn't so much a tournament arc. It's like a, it is a tournament, but it's just like, it's like, here's, there's four big clusterfuck battles and then it's just, then the finals and it's like, there, it's over. And then the rest of the arc goes on. So I'm just like, cool. 
You skipped like like a bunch of one on one fights I don't care about. Like One Piece could have become Bleach, but it didn't. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I also really like uh, Cavendish. He has a great moment later, and uh, Bart <laughs> Bartolomeo Bartolomeo. He's the fucking best. Holy shit. Now, I I did know I did know about like Bartolomeo's sort of gimmick beforehand because I I he was mentioned in a video something 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 about par- parasocial relationships. And so oh. I kind I knew kind of knew he was coming and I will oh. say yeah, he's, he's I heard he's about that nerd. video but I didn't <laughs> Yes, he's so like well cuz I love how he's like built up. Well, it's it's kind of interesting cuz he's definitely like super cruel. Like we see a flashback and he's like, "Oh yeah, boss, like like when he's uh, fawning over the straw hats and looking at their bounty posters on his wall, the uh, Gambia is behind he's him." Like, he's I like, "I had a, a mere measly like 150 towns under my thumb." And then I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to become a pirate." <laughs> Yeah, and Gambia was like, "Hey, we got those uh, thumbs from the, the severed thumbs from those enemies you wanted." And he's like, "Throw them out! I don't care." So it's and, like the, his fucking scene where he like reveals how much he loves the Straw Hats. He like cut out the dude's cuts out a dude's tongue. You know his his bounty epithet is the cannibal. So it's like, but at the same time, like how much of his uh, is overstated? Like there's the part where he throws like a, a tennis ball into a crowd, and they're like, "Oh my god, a bomb!" Like they freak out over nothing because they expect the worst out of him so it's like yeah he's definitely like you know cruel and but i'm wondering like how much of it is like overstated as mike what i'm curious about i guess but um because he like yeah he's but he's so good like the, he's, the, he's just instantly likable because of how much he adores luffy and this is he, he he's certainly a character because like in the coliseum battles he just like it's, he just like takes a piss in the middle of the fight when like <laughs> you know it's this big death match or whatever and he and yeah he's certainly he, he does a lot to make he, himself known yeah he's like yeah he's just this giant asshole and like his power is is dickish too because he's people like try to attack him and he's like nope and then fucking Elizabeth yeah, he he takes out the entire like arena, and Bart's just like, haha, bitch, no. And then he just easily dispatches the last remaining fighter, and it's like he wins. Like he just he kills steals basically. He wins by stealing someone else's efforts. So he's like, he's the heel, the eternal heel, because um, he's just an asshole. Um, yeah, it's 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 really weird how he's got like the two the two sides of his personality. Because like now looking back, it's like. He doesn't even feel like the same character just because of how much goofy stuff we see him get into. Just... Right, like, the, the the Straw Hat fanboyism just makes him so lovable because we love the Straw Hats, he loves the Straw Hats, there's an emotional connection, we are Bartolomeo, Bartolomeo. So this is how Oda sees his audience, I see. <laughs> Cruel, but they love the Straw Hats, so it's okay, yes, um, I've been tort- how, how, is, how How many thumbs have you gotten today, Matt? Those severed from your enemy, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that was weird. Um, oh, um, I, I always love this little gag because um, I'm just flipping through the pages. And when, like, Cavendish is explaining shit to Luffy and he's, like, posing with the rose. And then one panel he's, like, eating a petal. He's got a petal in his mouth. And the next panel he just eats the whole fucking rose. Like, he shoves it in his mouth and you can see the stem sticking out. Okay, so that did happen. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I see things in the art and I'm like, that didn't just happen, but it, it did. No, okay. he fucking ate the rose he was posing with. He's just like, yum. <laughs> so it's like the rose wasn't there to pose with. It was a snack. It, it, be- beauty so fuel. Stupid. You got you to gotta look pretty somehow. Eat pretty things, I guess. That's... Oh, man. Uh, 
Cavendish is a dork. Um, and we also get introduced to very controversial character, uh, Rebecca, who, as it turns out, is she's a princess of the kingdom. She's the granddaughter of Riku, uh, who's the former king, and daughter of the big old statue Kairos, the mysterious man who nobody knows. Um, who might not even exist. Yes. Wink. Wink. It's like he's, it's like he's dead or... You know, people die when they are forgotten. Um, but yeah. Um, so wait, like controversial under- in universe or controversial? Both, both. Because no, the fans are, uh, yeah, very divisive. She's the Orihime of One Piece, is what I'm trying to say. You know. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, wait, now I'm not remembering who Orihime is. Wasn't Bleach. That- Oh, Boom. oh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Bleach fans. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking Otohime. Yeah, no, like, you're trying to remember, One Piece like, character. One Piece has a million characters. There must be one called Orihime, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't even so, yeah, remember Rebecca's Bleach characters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh, yeah, and also, I love, okay, it's so stupid, because... There's a uh, like store or whatever, Mister Store. Yeah, the one who won Block A, and he takes off his mask, and there's another mask underneath. But this time, everyone recognizes who he is anyway. <laughs> so it's like Luffy with the hat over the hat. You get just put a mask <laughs> over the mask. Like he takes off the hat. Oh my God, it's Straw Luffy. <laughs> yeah, and he's got. Oh my God, it's Burgess. Jesus, Burgess. Uh, Blackbeard pirates. Um. <laughs> I've always thought I, I thought that was funny ever since someone pointed out to me. Also, he's got a beard now. Like he's his hair's all grown out. He's older, two years. Um. Yeah, uh. yeah, that was another really like out of left field thing. Like, oh, a member of the Blackbeard Pirates is just here. Yep. After okay. That, that devil fruit. Um. And yeah, now the Blackbeard Pirates are a big deal. Uh, so it's like, oh shit, he's the the lieutenant of a fucking emperor. Um. So anyway, um, while all that setup's going on, uh, we see Law, Robin, Usopp, and Caesar. They're going to Greenbit, and they spot a uh, Cypherpole Zero, who exists. Um, like they don't do much in the stretch of chapters. Like mostly they were there to uh, cover up the or talk about the whole Dolphamingo thing. Because like nobody's freaking out over the fact that Dolphamingo's no longer warlord and therefore Dressrosa is a pirate nation. Um, as we and as we find out, that's because Cypherpole Zero. Explain that it was uh, the newspaper was a it was a mistake um, that you know Dolphamingo did not step down from his warlord position, and the exact reasons are well, like Virgo said, Law because Law doesn't know Dolphamingo's past, it's gonna fuck him over. So yeah, um, but anyway, um, after that we get the B block. I already kind of, we already kind of talked about Bartolomeo. Um, where there's so many other because there's also Bellamy, there's a Hack, the Fishman. There's a blue, the like, I don't know, just a bunch of dudes. Did you have any thoughts to say about the, all that fighting, or no? Uh, I guess, like, more of this, like, fighting stuff, like, the characters coming in uh, really only kind of know what they're about after the fact, because now, like, I have the rest of the our context in mind, but at the time, it's just like, oh, here are some fights. Yeah, well, like, I do like how the Coliseum fights, like, like there's, so, like, world build through the characters. Like, one who I've always found kind of interesting was uh, Ideo from Block C, where he's, like, he's, like, a, a triple, like, a ranked, like, MMA fighter or in, like, One Piece. So it's, like, 
there's people like he's a person in the one piece world who fights for just like a sport for fun and he's just this boxer like this super powered boxer and it's just interesting to see like you know there's this world of just you know super powered like wars and fighting and pirates and shit but there's also like uh, just sports like people just fight for fun <laughs> and it, that's that, that's always been interesting to me because it's like it's never come up in the story before this character and like oh yeah that but it makes sense like yeah of course <laughs> why not um so it's just it's just neat um to see actually that kind of stuff. i guess i guess one other thing i, I did want to mention uh, that i thought was cool was bellamy's reintroduction because like yeah. he shows up and he and he's like, I'm not the same person you you fought last time. I went to the Sky Island, so like he his perspective has changed. Uh, One Piece doesn't right. have character development, <laughs> right? So it's like he, you know, yeah, because he was so deep seated in his beliefs on Skypea, then he was proven. He proved himself. You know, he 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 decided to take you know a chance and you know see and find. He found it and he was wrong. And so, like, he, he, and now he has a dream. He wants to be part of Doflamingo's inner crew. Like, he wants to be, you know, because he looks up to Doflamingo. And so, yeah, he has a, he's a dreamer now. He's the same, he's now the stupid dreamer he mocked Luffy for being. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was also Um, cool. When he's fighting the guy, and the guy is like, oh, there's no place for stupid dreams in this world. And he's like, oh, that stings. Because that was once uh, him. That was Bellamy at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Um... It was yeah, it's good. Um, it's just uh, and it's always so good just in general seeing the old characters come back and Bellamy's he's all got scars and shit. He's he seems bigger, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe it's just Oda's art or something. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, and also um, I guess another thing to note from Block B was a uh, hack because I mean later we find out he's a revolutionary. But the part that like. <laughs> Made me like mad, angry, and then glad was when like he was fighting a random dude who was like cursing him out for being a fishman, basically. Like, and then Hack just beat the shit, and I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy, because <laughs> um, like we already had Fishman Island and stuff, and now we're seeing like we kind of had little bits of that back in uh in a uh, Water Seven with Tom, because like Spandam and some people in the crowd were like, oh, Fishman, brutal, and you know and stuff. But like now we have like the full context of like how the relationship between him and Fishman are, so I was just like, I got a little mad, okay, when Hack was being, like, shit on for no reason. So it was nice nice to see him kick some ass. Um, so anyway. Um, I, now that I think about it, though, I, uh, although this doesn't come until later, but I like how, like, here in the fight, Hack tries to, like, go to Bartolomeo, and that doesn't work because of his barrier. But then later when he sees, like, Bartolomeo's true nature. He's like, I can't believe this is the guy who broke my wrist. Like, I lost to this guy. <laughs> this fucking loser, dork. Um, yeah, that's that's Bart. All right. Um, oh man. So anyway, um, moving on a bit. Um, the law group ends up getting to Green Bit. They fight their way through the bridge. Um, turns out the Marines are there. Um, oh yeah, I see it, and it's like. Uh, Law got so fucked over because, like, he specifically told Smoker, "I'm going the green bit because he wanted the the like the Marines there for when Law was or Dolphamingo was no longer warlord because you know Law's warlord, Dolphamingo's not. Then that means the Marines have to arrest the pirate. But no, it didn't work out. It got like the the reverse happened. It got completely he got completely fucked. Um, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, Law ended up kind of shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Um, for a very good reason. Oh yeah, and then there's uh, Robin and Usopp get 
kidnapped by the little people who the, see I, can, I if I call them dwarves that's because that's what they're called in like other fan translations like and and older viz because uh, Noland in the Noland flashback and on the slave chart back on Shivandi, uh they both mentioned the little people as dwarves because as we find out Noland has a connection to he's he made it to fucking green bit okay like he, he was like we knew he was like a strong dude back in the flashback but he made it to the new world and and came back like holy shit um so that, that's cool but um yeah he did mention the dwarf the the little people back in in that flashback but everyone thought he was a liar because they're pieces of shit <laughs> that was a while ago though so um, yes he, he was a liar because he mentioned dwarves but they're not actually dwarves they're just little people <laughs> curse that nolan uh, <laughs> but yeah um robin and usopp however you know the dwarves the, the little people are very easily you know they're very trusting because they're pretty they're innocent in that regard and um so like usopp's over the top lies about how he's a hero end up like winning them <sighs> over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look. Yeah, when when like they they were kidnapped, and then it's just like Robin's like, well, the people are like, oh, Robin's the she's the the friend of the the legendary hero, and I'm like, god damn it, Usopp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or the legendary hero Usoland oh, and his friends Fraland, Luffyland, Zololand, Sanland, um, etc., etc., etc. Uh, he's so uh, Usopp's great. Um, um, oh yeah, while I'm passing through, because we, we, well, it's like, the, you know, after the reveal of the dwarves, it cuts to Zoro, and we find out that he was chasing a, a little person the whole time, and while Wicca is leading him, uh, he, 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 she's like, climb that staircase! Yeah, and he and just like, runs past it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee! As we've mentioned, that's not even the first time, because there's another moment later, with that big spiral staircase when, uh, Viola is leading them, and we, he's like, we gotta climb this big spiral staircase. He's like, no, we'll use this elevator thing. And, like, he goes out of his way to avoid the stairs. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, Zoro. <laughs> I was gonna say, when you brought it up in Water 7, I, like, totally missed it, but this time, uh, I was able to catch that. <laughs> it's in your brain now. You can never un- un-remove it from your <laughs> You can never remove it from your brain. Uh, yeah, um... How's that for Sorry, a death it. battle? Zoro versus stairs. <laughs> Zoro's most difficult battle yet. Power um, scale that, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Law uh, r- meets Doflamingo, but finds out that, uh, or yeah, obviously things, shit's not going well. Um, oh, um, th- there's so many minute moving parts. Like, I, I just changed volumes and I'm dry- like trying to keep track of everything because also Sanji's got, got captured by Viola, um, Violet. Um, her name keeps changing. What the Oda can't be consistent. <laughs> no, it made sense. Um, there, there, okay, there yeah, translation guess... changes that, and then like in universe character names are changing. I imagine <laughs> it makes it very confusing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll talk about the Sanji stuff. Uh, well, no, I guess we'll talk about it now because we kind of get the whole. We kind of do get the whole thing. It's just a short scene. What did you think about uh, Sanji winning over Viola? Like, I mean, now you know, you know, she's a. Uh, she was part of the royal family and was, you know, forced to work for Doflamingo. But at the time, you didn't. Uh, so. I mean, I don't know. This is classic Sanji stuff. Like, yeah. oh, he, I, I can tell when a woman's tears don't lie or something. Or, yeah. Um, and so then she's like, oh. He, he he, alwa- yeah, he yeah. always puts his trust in the woman. And it turns out, you know, that integrity, like, even though he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, she's like, she takes the opportunity and helps him. 
I did kind of think it was funny, uh, maybe a little creepy, but also kind of funny because that's just Sanji. How like she went to use her powers, like okay, I'm gonna learn your the, the plan, the Straw Hats plan. We're gonna find out <laughs> what they're doing. It's just like ah, what are, what are these perverted thoughts? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's to like, be aren't fair, you she's hot, about the plan but like, <laughs> is this really the time, Sanji? <laughs> um, but at the same time, because she can see truth, she also knows that his like. His fact that he won't doubt her is also true. So, yeah. you know, it works out. For, like, because that's the thing. Sanji, like, yeah, he is a pervert, but, you know, he also is kind to women. So that's just, that's just, like his whole thing. And it wor- and it works out. Though, what's also interesting, I think, is that, like, um, I mean, there's definitely something to say about Doflamingo specifically later. But, like, this is the part where the Straw Hats were supposed to get completely fucked over. But, like, so, in a way, like, Sanji, like, is, like, the secret to the Straw Hat success because this is where Doflamingo starts to get completely fucked over. Because, like, Law and, like, that's the thing. Law and Doflamingo are doing this, like, chess master shit. And, like, but, like, you know, and the, but the, the Straw Hats are, you know, they're kind of, like, the, the rogue element here because neither of the two chess masters can fully, like, uh, You've expect been playing chess them. while I've been playing checkers for years. <laughs> Yeah, the Straw Hats are playing four-dimensional checkers, so they're be above and behind. Because, like, yeah, like, Law, or Sanji's, you know, actions go completely above Doflamingo's expectations. And he loses an important, very important, you know, like, like she, her power with her eyes is super useful. And Doflamingo no longer has that. So the Straw Hats have, uh, you know, they, 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 their, their side is getting an advantage because of Sanji's purity. Uh, his pure and also impure intention. Well, not those. Those don't didn't matter. She didn't. Uh, she was grossed out, but she didn't care that much in the end. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, and she also so- shows Sanji about the the cyberpole zero thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just like that you have these two people trying to like outsmart each other, and then the Straw Hats who are just like they're just doing so their stupid. thing, and they're just so <laughs> stupid that they're messing things up for, I guess, both <laughs> parties in a way. Mm. I mean, they're working with law, but well, law, mm, law, law, law is a special case. Like he, he, it goes into the, like the manipulation thing, which which we'll talk about. There's a specific moment I want to talk about it. Um, but uh, I'll just point out now that Sanji, like I love the line later on when Sanji says like you're you have an unusual focus on Doflamingo. You know, like the whole plan was to bring down Kaido, but he points out that law is focused on Doflamingo, and then we kind of find out later that law has a connection to uh. Uh, you know a man called Corazon uh because like well um I didn't know that know this at first ah and it took me so long to catch the Joker part too because Joker is a card suit and he has lieutenant like it's it's the it's or it's not a card suit it's the, the Joker from a deck of cards and like oh who are his who are his like top lieutenants Pika which is uh I think it's is it Sp- I, I want to say Sp- I, Spanish but it might be Portuguese Probably Portuguese, actually. For its p- spade, Diamante oh, is diamond. That's what the marks were for. I was like, why? why okay, there's like a, there's like a club and a spade. I don't know what these mean. Yeah, but yeah. I, I D- get um, it now. Trouble and Corazon is heart. Uh, so, but he's gone. Um, but well, Law has a connection to him. So or them or whoever it is. So yeah. Um, but uh, that's for next time, two weeks from now. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Doflamingo, he's like, he's like being a sly little bitch. He's like, oh no, a, a marine. I'm I'm shaking in my uh sh- shoes. Uh, I'm not a warlord. He's gonna capture me. Like he's just being a fucking asshole. <laughs> like he he. But of course, yeah. I, I, um, I like how it sort of like unfolds because. Uh, okay, here's the like the first like Fujitora moment. Um, but what did you think about sort of like how it happened? Because like. You have, you know, 
like Fujitora sort of like works through how it's supposed to go and um, decides, you know, he's like, give, he puts it on law to decide whether or not what to do pretty much. Um, but what did you think? Um, yeah. I mean, like, because he's, he's in this position where he, like, he just wants to get rid of the warlord system entirely. So like, if he wanted to go like full anarchy, he could have like taken them both down. He could have tried to fight them both here, but that's obviously not what happened because he, he's an interesting character, because like he wants to get rid of the warlord system and at the same time he has a uh, this view of i guess what the the world government should be with that that comes up more later uh yeah well it's like he's trying to do, like um he doesn't like the warlord system but he's listening to you know as a member of the government he's he's following their he's basically turning a blind eye he's following their word to the letter um, you know, so it's like, you know, like, that's the fucking, that's kind of why the warlord system is shit. Like, he even says, like, okay, Caesar, you mass murderer, um, because you're a subordinate of Del Flamingo, who is in fact a warlord, you are not a criminal, so you should not be in chains. <laughs> and then, like, law, it's like, but you, you know, you, uh, warlords can be above pirates, but not allied with pirates. So if you say that you're an, an alliance with Luffy, uh, we need to capture you because you're breaking, like, it's so fucked. <laughs> like, it... So it's like he's turning a blind eye to more or less show the flaws of the government. Like, that goes into his line later. Like, um, do people believe the world government is some kind of god? Um, which is a really interesting line. But I'll talk about that in a, in a bit. Um, yeah, he is. So he, maybe, maybe that's why I was kind of weird on his character. Because compared to, like, the other three, well, they all kind of have... I don't want to say that they're, like, stricter ideals because like uh i forget his name i forget his real name so i'm just gonna say aokiji because like he had done mm-hmm. some kind of conflicting stuff before yeah ku- right yeah uh like kuzan kind of did yes is, right okay well that's what who he is now because he's no longer an admiral and so. then uh <laughs> what, what's what's his face lava guy he is he sakazuki now Sak- yes yeah, sakazuki fleet admiral sakazuki yeah he's he's like super intense about like he goes above and beyond like he follows the spirit of the mission you know beyond the mission so but with fujitora he's kind of following the letter of the mission but also even though even though he disagrees with the system because he wants to reveal its fail point out its failings more by example in a sense so like, cause that's, that's the thing. Like Caesar's a fucking, like should not be uh, getting away scot-free on anything. And yet here he, he's being defended by an admiral because that's how the, this world works. That's how the system works. And it's fucked. I guess that um, was also kind of interesting that he would like suggest that, oh, um, you know, if Luffy is your subordinate or whatever, then I guess, well, uh, I guess I'll just let him go. Even though like Luffy is a very like uh wanted man like he right yeah he's destroyed he's freed prisoners from impulse down he's I mean, he's done a lot of things yeah but like, as long as he's under, he's you know working for a warlord it's completely fine that's the which is kind of shitty <laughs> i mean that's i think you know that's basically why buggy the clown was made a warlord because he had all the impulse down prisoners underneath him and like even whitebeard was like oh those guys can be trouble if they're against us you know so by making him a warlord like it, it kind of contr- it, it controls them in a sense. It, you know, that's a pirate crew that doesn't exist anymore. Now they're technically working for the government, though we have not really seen Buggy, but still. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's neat. Um, also neat, uh, Fujitora seems to have gravity powers. Like, his p- fruit is never named or whatever. Like, he also only uses it... He's got his sword. Like, did the is the, is the fruit 
in the sword? Is it a gravity controlling sword? I don't know. No, we we never get explained. And no, n not even out in the rest of this arc. Um, so, um, but yeah, I do like. He's just like ah, meteor. I'm gonna drop a fucking meteor on you guys. Yeah, I was gonna say the setup um, for his powers was interesting because it when he was at the the other place when like he met up with the the straw hats for a bit. He, like, it just seemed like the floor kind of yeah. gave out. Like, I don't think we were shown the meteor, so this is, like, the first time that we had to... Uh, I think he just... Yeah, he didn't... I'm pretty sure he just, like, he used the force of gravity in that circular area to just crush the whole, like, floor and just push everything through. Sorry, oh, so it's not a... Okay. So he didn't summon a meteor, he just used gravity. Because he also... He floats the marine ship around, like, and... um. Oh, yeah, that, that makes more sense. That makes more sense yeah. that that would happen yeah. then. And no, then also, so, yeah, like, it, later when he... made makes things sideways okay yeah that that makes more sense than like he just has the power to summon meteors yeah so um right he, he's like using his gravity powers to grab the meteor from space and drag it down to the fucking planet like holy shit one piece officially <laughs> has a madara uchiha yes um which wh who, who wore it best a madara um whoever uh the the imagination guy in bleach or fujitora <laughs> Who wore the meteor best? Um, I don't know. I, I just I do really like ap like after the meteor uh, fell falls and there's just like the three pillars and the three guys standing on him. It's just like holy shit because uh, they all had their own way to block the meteor. So it's like goddamn, it's cool. Um, um, uh, I guess so anyway, it does kind of put things into perspective. Oh, like we are over 700 chapters into One Piece at this point, so we have surpassed Bleach. We've surpassed Naruto. Uh, and we're yeah. like in a way that's almost like a similar like uh like power scaling like benchmark like we've dropped the meteor but it's, it's <laughs> interesting to see like how that affects each world so like in one piece like that happens but it, it doesn't feel like oh wow like i guess like people talk about the escalation problems that shonen manga have mm -hmm. for how long they go on but like one piece i think has still done a pretty good job at not making it seem like oh wow things are so over the top and things are things have gotten out of control yeah like i mean i don't mind it in naruto or bleach or uh, you know I, i've just stopped caring as much like it's whatever but like one piece is probably my favorite in how it's been handled over the course of the story because i you know like i've talked about before with how luffy doesn't get a power up for almost 400 chapters like it's and and how that that was handled with his arc of like cockiness with like ugh, and how his powers are explored after that it was it's all i just i just love how it handled its power escalation um overall so yeah it's, it's cool um so anyway uh, but yeah law does uh decide that uh you know he well because th this whole thing with caesar is a diversion anyway so he uh chooses to you know he he says he is luffy's ally not a luffy is not a subordinate of his and uh yeah that's when the meter comes down but um, and there's there's also a thing before that where um, oh did I miss where something? Law is like, oh you're you're a pirate, you shouldn't have that much influence. If anyone could pull off something like this, he'd have to be a <laughs> celestial dragon. <laughs> yep, and <laughs> okay, and if you couldn't tell, that's where my uh thing with the, how I always call them heavenly dragons. Yeah, because, because if, it's if like Doflamingo was the heavenly whatever he was described as. You yeah, mentioned he earlier. yeah well. C well, because there's also the Heavenly Tribute, which is, like, a tax to the Heavenly Dragons. So it's like, you know, Doflamingo, the Heavenly Demon, stole the Heavenly Tribute from the Celestial Dragons. Okay. <laughs> okay, Viz. Like, so, it's like, yeah, the only reason I use Heavenly is because I think 
I just think Heavenly Demon sounds better than Celestial Demon. Like, the other two are, I, I, I'm fine with either way. I just personally prefer Heavenly Demon, so I just use Heavenly for all of them. Because they're supposed to be the, like, that's the thing. The Heavenly Demon thing is supposed to Im- imply that, you know, Doflamingo has some connection to the Heavenly Dragons. Yeah. Which he does. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that that's my, finally my rant on, uh, my completed rant on why I, I try to use Heavenly over Celestial even though literally everyone else used the Celestial Dragon or the original Japanese uh, Ten Ryubito, because um, you know Ten being like a- a- angel, angel, angelic, uh, and Ryu being dragon. Because uh, Doflamingo's bounty title is Ten Yasha, so obviously like they both use the same word, and I'm pretty sure the same kanji too. So yeah. Um, so anyway, we find out exactly like yeah more about uh, Usopp's lie about Noland. Um, and now they're like, he, he's gonna lead us in the battle against Del Flamingo. And uh, Usopp's like, wait, hold on a minute. That, that is kind of <laughs> cool that, like, he, he connects himself to Nolan because, like, obviously there's kind of a parallel there because, like, Nolan the liar, but he wasn't actually a liar, but Usopp is a liar. But yeah, he's also but a his hero. whole arc is he wants to, he, he doesn't want to be a liar, he wants to tell the truth. Um, but well, he gets a great some good moments later. Yes, as we'll talk about. I was um, gonna say the cliffhanger we ended on for this stretch is really good. <laughs> yes, I love, I love that part, but uh, not for a while. Um, oh, um, the Strats on the boat are attacked by uh, Giola, who is one of Del Flamingo's men, um, woman, whatever, <laughs> and she's like fucking with the ship and make turning them all into like art pieces. <laughs> I kind of understand the, re- the all the references because I'm sure they are, but I know um, I think Nami is like a Picasso thing, maybe I don't know. I'm not very good at art, but Brooks definitely obviously the scream. <laughs> yeah yeah so um but anyway uh back at the arena um bellamy has been you know even though he failed he's being told to assassinate luffy and of course he's oh, his face when he's like uh, um because he's like because you know, he has when, chance... when bellamy was fighting in the coliseum luffy was like hang in there bellamy so like luffy had i did think it was kind of interesting that luffy because like how much he hated bellamy the first time around but i suppose it was more like you're just so far beneath me maybe i don't know but it's, it's interesting that well Luffy's now it's like changed his his opinion yeah, well, as well Be- yeah bellamy's changed and so luffy's like oh no well so yeah he's he's giving him a second chance because he changed his opinion you know he well because like the whole thing was over the sky island you know and now he's he, he's like you know what i was wrong you know he admitted that you know he's he's shown that he could possibly be, be better so luffy's more into that and now he's like he was like rooting you know he was like oh no bellamy during the fighting so yeah um but anyway, we're getting into the C block, uh, Luffy's fight. Um, before we get into that, though, I do want to comment because I, I, it's another like little panel gag. But when like Bartolomeo is talking to uh, Cavendish, like uh, he he like tries to swipe some of Cavendish's food, and you can see Cavendish's fork clearly like imbued. With, it's like black with hockey, and I just always thought that was cute because he's like, "I'm not just gonna stab you. I'm gonna stab you with hockey because I know you have fruit powers, you bitch." Like. <laughs> I always just love because it, it's so small. It's like you have to like you know, but it's. I definitely feel like that's that fork has got hockey on it, and it's just because hockey's it's just a cool power. Like I just like how it, like Virgo turned the fucking bamboo stick into a powerful weapon just because of hockey. So yeah, anything can be a weapon. So yeah, it's cool. All right, so so what you're saying is when when Hisoka uses his magical cards, he's using hockey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The joke comes full <laughs> circle. We started off making a joke about Nen, and now it's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll read the namesake of this podcast one day. I swear. Um, 
we gotta have we seriously we can't like end the nen show and not talk about hunter hunter and nen right um so anyway um overall thoughts on like it does cut away every so often but so i guess we'll just get it out of the way uh overall thoughts on block c where you had like you had the giant haju i'm not i'm fucking i'm, I'm not gonna try and say his name because <laughs> I, I i'll try real kukyu but uh the, the the giant i'm just like fuck i can't um <laughs> So then there's, like, the bounty hunter, uh, Jean, I think, and, of course, Luffy versus Chin Zhao. Uh, what did you have to say? Or can I like the part when there was, like, the... There's the, the, the bull, which is, like, oh, it's this it's this <laughs> monster of the the Colosseum. And, of course, Luffy tames it because it's Luffy. Yeah, and... <laughs> So that and, so that was fun. Yeah, this bull's a monster. He's killed uh, one in one match. He sent twenty one. He killed twenty one contestants. But loose, he's tamed, and he's the bull's all smiling and adorable. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Lu- like Lucy. Lucy's just such a dork. And I love the how it like because the giant cr- like crushes them, and they're like, oh, Lucy's done. Oh well, and then he gets up, and it's like, oh shit, and then he just fucking one shots the giant, and it's like. Oh fuck! It's just really cool. Like, because again, it's neat to see Luffy being underestimated and surprising everyone with his, his monster strength again after what feels like it's been a while. Because he just, he just, oh, he's rubber. He doesn't give a shit, and <laughs> it's just great. Um, and yeah, we just see a lot of you know various powers from all the other contestants. Um, oh yeah, and the, then there's the bounty hunter who uh, is trying to capture um, a Gene Ongo. That's his name. Um, he was trying to capture the em- former Empledown prisoners. Um, I do love the bit where he's like throwing w- weapons at Luffy and Luffy's just like dodging while he's like monologuing <laughs> the gene and then like it, it, he was attacking Chin Zhao the whole time and yeah like, and his, he's just got all these swords sticking out of him and it's yeah, like and Jean's oh, no. fucking well cause like he, he just like opens up his eyes and, like cause he, he's got like all squinty eyed before and then in surprise his eyes just open and he has such beautiful eyes <laughs> and then Jean gets the shit kicked out of him by, by Chin Zhao uh it's just funny um so yeah and then um thoughts on luffy versus chin Zhao. it was okay okay um i mean like i, I see yeah. i see what they're doing here like they're setting up the whole like oh the 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 sins of the grandfather should not be passed down to the that because that's kind of a yeah i like thing. how rebecca what like luffy connected to rebecca in that way later um but yeah a couple other things i noticed well because like so one important thing that happens is we learn a bit more about the the Supreme King hockey or the Conqueror's hockey, where like Don Chinjiao has it, and he's easily like the least important character we've seen to have it. But um, he kind of explains how it says like, you know, he says um, he's, he basically says that anyone who's trying to be the king of the pirates will have it pretty much. Um, so it's he's kind of like like um i talked a bit about this before but it's it's becoming less valuable like it's not like oh this one in a hundred one in a million thing but it's like if luffy has a rival for P- pirate king you know he's go- that rival is going to have the hockey as well so luffy isn't suddenly he's less important for having it basically when is buggy um, gonna reveal his conqueror's hockey <laughs> well oh see the okay the thing usopp lied about having conqueror's hockey and the thing about that, Usopp's lies is that they have a tendency to come true, like with the goldfish, um, with the mole person. Um, is he gonna is he gonna get eight thousand followers? Is he gonna get conquerors hockey? You know, obviously he wants to be a hero and a brave warrior of the sea. But uh, I, I was re- I, I don't I forgot about that, and when I reread it, I was like, oh wait, is Usopp going to? Maybe I don't know. Um, he is a 
Fuck! I just realized. Because, like, a lot of the other characters who have it, like, who have it either, they are literally royalty, like, uh, Boa Hancock, or, um, Doflamingo used it back on Punk Hazard, and he's the king of Dressrosa. Or they have titles befitting royalty, like Shanks is an emperor, uh, Rayleigh is the Dark King, um, Usopp is the Sniper King. Ah! It could happen. Uh, so yeah, um, that would be fucking awesome if Usopp got Conqueror's Hockey, is what I'm saying. Um, because he lied about it, so I don't know what character moment it would be, but it would be cool. Um, but yeah, um, some other things I took from the fight is, like, uh, the flashback, especially, where it's like, so we see Garp, like, crush down Chin Zhao's head, <laughs> and then the fight ends in the most hilarious way, with Luffy <laughs> restoring it, like a fucking, I, straight up, again, straight up Looney Tunes, where he just, like, bonks the head and the, it pops up like a fucking, uh, you know, the, the, at the, you know, carnival or something, there's the, where you hit the hammer and the bell goes, goes up and it rings the bell, like that. Um, which I also thought was neatly, like, um, like, that's just kind of the difference between, like, the Luffy and the world government. Like, the world government, you know, um, oppresses, it, it re- restricts, so Garp, you know, basically ruins, you know, crushes Chin Zhao's dreams, and he couldn't, like, he can no longer get that treasure. Whereas Luffy gives people opportunity, so he restores it. <laughs> so, that was cute. Um, and yeah, I guess there's also, like, a Luffy's, you know, he, he, like, Chin Zhao, you know, he only hates Luffy because of something Garp did to him, and Luffy always, you know, takes it as it is, you know, so, yeah, it was cool, it was fine. Um, so yeah, that, that's Block C. Um, oh, that, but there was some sc- stuff it cut to, uh, during that. Let me, uh, skim through and see if there was anything important. Yeah, I was gonna say, there's the In whole this... stuff going on with the, with the toy soldier, the one-legged toy soldier. Yes, he's giving uh, lots of information to Frankie about how the toys work. Um, they are people transformed to toys, and when that happens, uh, they are forgotten. So they're effectively, like, they're basically turned into slaves. They are, you know, the unwanted things, you know, made, uh, cut away from, like, cut away from their families and friends and, yeah, it's fucking shit. <laughs> but Doflamingo's using that to control everyone. So yeah, um... Um, they, uh, Usopp and Robin find out that the factory is underneath the Coliseum. <laughs> oh, I love the bit where, uh, Frankie gets led to the, the, the little people, and, uh, like, Zoro's watching Luffy fight on the on monitor, and it's just adorable to see Zoro, like, he's got, got his fists up, like, rooting for his captain, and he's like, well, why didn't he invite me? Yeah. I wanted to fight. <laughs> and Zoro's just such a dork, it's just cute. <laughs> oh, and, um, oh, no, that doesn't happen yet. Um, never mind. Um, so yeah, uh, that was, or go go on. Well, this was a different section. Uh, that's fine. But I like the part where, um, like law is, he's still tussling with Doflamingo and the Admiral guy. And he, I Mm -hmm. forget it. He, he calls the, he calls the Sonny and Chopper and them are like, help, we need help. And then uh, Law is like, no, you need to help me. Get the ship over here. <laughs> and then Nami's just like, what a jerk, ignoring us and telling us what to do. Who does he think he is? Luffy? <laughs> I forgot about that. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also funny because it's like, we need help. And it's like, no, fuck, I need help. It's like Law's kind of dealing with a, a fucking admiral and a, a, a fellow warlord of the sea. So it's like, Jesus, fuck. Um, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, I forgot about that. That's funny. Um, but anyway, after so after the uh, the fight, um, Luffy goes back. 
and like everyone's like flipping out like Chin Zhao's trying to thank him and like bowing his head and crushing the floor Luffy's like ah stop attacking me um Cavendish knows he's Luffy now so he's trying to fight and then uh, Bartolomeo Bartolo- is just like I, I can't I can't get I can't get close to him I can't go talk to him I can't see through my tears <laughs> like, I'm so out. happy <laughs> and we we've already talked a bit about him but it's like two two bits I like from this it's like well because the guy who um was talking shit about Luffy he's like oh yeah straw hat oh he failed to save his brother in the war wow he's famous for that anyone could I could have done that I could have failed to save Ace and I I got mad okay and, had to, <laughs> sure enough, Bar- and then Bartolomeo like he's he, and then he just fucking goes off on him too and I'm like okay yeah that, maybe that guy deserved to have his tongue cut no I don't know about that but it's like <laughs> oh man fuck that guy though oh and also I I love ha- like the story of how Bart like learned like came to love luffy because he saw the Logtown shit the the lightning bolt come down and he's like it's a miracle and, he, and then he was following him in the news and we're like holy shit this dude's awesome and eventually he became a pirate so yeah bart's he's so good <laughs> and his face is like a, where he's like peeking across the corner and he's like oh oh man my nerves are killing me oh it's him i can't see him through the tears he's <laughs> like so he's such a fucking fanboy nerd i love him <laughs> so anyway um luffy gets led away by rebecca and we get a brief encounter between luffy jesus burgess and blackbeard over the fucking the the phone snail um so yeah and we, we get a little a little tidbit of information um kuzan is working with blackbeard Former Admiral Aokiji is working with fucking Blackbeard. How did I miss that? Yeah, because, like, um, like, they're talking on the phone and, um, because, you know, Burgess doesn't touch, trust a former government agent because Blackbeard says, doesn't that go for Shiryu too? But yeah, Burgess is like, eh, I can't trust Aokiji's words on this. Like, it was just like one, it doesn't come up after that panel, but it's like, well, because, like, last time we found out that, you know, Aokiji, like, uh, Doflamingo's like, Aokiji's up to some s- serious shit. Like, I don't know what's going on with that dude. And now we find out, like, he's in league with a fucking war- uh, emperor. Not just any emperor. Fucking Blackbeard. Oh. Like, he, he's, I don't know, how, like, how closely he's working with him. Like, there's definitely, like, but he's at le- very least in contact with him. And that's very, um, uh-oh. <laughs> there goes my so, straw hat theory. <laughs> oh, Aokiji for Straw Hat? No, Aokiji for Blackbeard Pirates. Which actually um, is an interesting piece of uh, p- potential evidence to the, like, the Smoker thing. Because if Smoker joins the Straw Hats and Aokiji join- joins Blackbeard uh, and Blackbeard and Luffy fight, uh, who's going to fight Aokiji? It might ah! be Smoker. <laughs> that would be a fucking awesome fight, though. Let's be uh, real. Like, holy shit. If that, again, like that theory is, uh, you know, the, there's still the Tashigi thing. But I just really like that idea, because Smoker joining the Strats would be cool. Um, but yeah, once I got the idea of, like, Aokiji versus Smoker in my head, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, um, Luffy gets some food from Rebecca, which immediately earns, like, she gets all of his respect and admiration yeah. <laughs> for that. <laughs> Even though she, like, tries to kill him. And I, and I love how that like, plays out, because, yeah. like, he he's, like got this food in his hand and he's like getting like you know like strangled from behind through these like prison bars and he's got like someone's got his legs and like she's coming at him with a sword and he just like manages to like break out of everything and dodge the attacks and take her down while still like keeping still eating the food 
<laughs> yeah, like this panel where where he's like jumping over her sword and he's like got he there's, there's a chomp chomp sound effect. Like he's still eating as he's like completely defeating everyone. But um, though I will point out, it's like um, like Rebecca did bring him down here. I like um, but I feel like the 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 guys assumed that she was going to do that and she kind of like got swept up in that yeah. because you know like because because like look at her face she's like the the guys are saying like she even says what's going or no that's luffy saying what's going on but like in the next panel there's some, one of the, well, the say, prisoners luffy is saying makes a comment that like you weren't you know you weren't striking to kill me or whatever right i mean her sword's dull so it's not like she would have even really done anything um as we find out um and then like yeah the 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 prisoner's like that's why you brought him here right like the, he's kind of like they're just, I don't know, maybe they're making assumptions, but she did, you know, pull out her sword and try, but it's like, yeah, it, it, is it nothing, it, it, yeah, she's just too, but a, she's not but a fighter, as But an attack on Luffy's life doesn't matter, because as long as, you know, the food takes precedence, the food takes priority. Right. Um, but yeah, and Luffy gets a bit more um You might have tried to kill me, the... but at least you gave me food. <laughs> yeah, Luffy doesn't, Luffy doesn't give a fuck. Um... But anyway, so yeah, Rebecca, you know, she's like she as it turns out, she fights the way she does because, you know, she doesn't want to hurt the prisoners, uh, the prison gladiators. So because um, she's she's very kind, but she also wants the toy soldier who is uh, like a father to her. You know, she wants to protect him. Um, and of course, he wants to protect her. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do get a, get a brief flashback where, um, you know, she you know, her mom died and. <sighs> What's oh god? This flashback is interesting in comparison to the later one with uh where we see the, see it again, but from Kairos's perspective because like this flashback is technically false because Kairos isn't in it because she forgot about him. Like she's remembering a version that doesn't have Kairos in it. So like she's she's remembering her whole life without. Oh god, I never thought about that while reading it the first time. Oh no, because uh, we because uh, we do get it twice. So yeah. Oh, and just the way that it that it ends too, where she's like, "I'm hungry," and so her mother goes in, and ah, oh, then she dies. Yeah, and, and then, then she's like, the "I'll yeah, never the be toys. hungry." And, no. Yeah, the toy soldier comes back, and oh, the the part in the the second flashback where it's like, you know, "My cold, you know, lifeless arms cannot even feel the warmth leaving your body." It's like, uh... fuck. <laughs> God. And yeah, but he basically raises her. Uh, like a daughter. Like I love the my. I think my favorite two panels in this flashback are there's the um, there's like Rebecca's getting bullied and crying, and then Toy Soldier is punching the bully, and then in the next one in the next panel right after that, there's a boy with a love letter, and Rebecca's all like embarrassed and but but Toy Soldier's punching him the same way. <laughs> like, like he's such a protective dad. Like no, my boy, my my daughter's not getting a boyfriend. It's just, a, um, <laughs> I just always thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, she wants to protect Toy Soldier, and she's going to, she, she wants the Devil Fruit to have the power to do so, um, and everyone fucking hates her because she's related to the Rikus who supposedly ruined the fucking country. Um, oh, and then Cavendish gets a fucking awesome moment, um, that I kind of forgot about until rereading it, where he's just like, um, like, you know, don't fucking say shit if you're, if you hate her, come down and fight her cowards like and he shuts him up and just it's really cool like he has a fucking speaker on his horse because he's such a fucking show off 
like, because I noticed that while reading it, it's like, huh, is text bubble, it's got, like, the, the double-layered effect of, like, someone speaking on, like, an intercom or something. And actually, Ch- Chicken Candy's even holding it in his hand on the big page of him posing with his fucking horse. <sighs> He's and such then, a goofball. Kevin and then he has, like, this look on his face, and the one guy behind him, it's like... Yeah, yeah, I get it. People are like that. They can just be kind of swept along. And he's like, they love me. He's such an attention whore. Oh, and also defending a, a, a woman. Uh, his his bounty nickname is the White Knight. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, this fight is given way less attention because there's less important characters in it. Like, honestly, like even... Like, there's other, like, random guys. Oh, no, some of them do, like, Suleiman, but not, uh, like, he's, he, he shows up. He's one of the, like, allies in the later part. Yeah, this um, this but, one you know, there's so many. kind of goes on for a while just because it's more of a background thing. Because at this point, we kind of start cutting around to a bunch of other stuff. Right. Like, where, like, with Luffy's, it's, like, it, it focused on Luffy for, like, a little while, for, like, a few chapters. Then it cut away, like, everyone else, uh, you know, in bits and pieces. And then it cuts back to Luffy for, like, the rest of it. Whereas this one, it's, like, it doesn't matter. So we just like, kind of see it, like, piecemeal um, as we see everyone else doing stuff. Because, again, so many fucking characters. <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah, Brooke uh, betrays the Straw Hats. Yeah. The monster. <laughs> um, I, no, I, I care more about my uh, artistic pursuits than... Uh, my friends, and also, uh, can I, you transform my violin bow back so I can, uh, oh no, it was my sword, thanks. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's such a sneaky boy. For once, a member of the Straw Hats gets to outsmart their opponents. Uh, it was, yeah, Brooks was so good. Um, so anyway, uh, we cut back to Doflamingo, who has, uh, they, they got Law, be- uh, him and Fujitora have Law beaten, and he's gloating. He's talking about how um, he's talking about a bit about we get some more bit more world building. It's the history of the the world government where twenty kings from twenty kingdoms established you know the world today's world government. Um, Nineteen of those families you know had to be replaced. Um, not the Nef- Nef- Nefertaris from Alabasta, no. Uh, th- so in other words, like Vivi is in a she's not a heavenly dragon because she never ascended so to speak but she is of one of the 20 families so that was uh, a little tidbit um but uh we also find out that the rikus replaced the Do- the don quixote family who are uh heavenly dragons so yeah that happened bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but yeah we don't know the full details of doflamingo's stuff but we, we i'm sure we will um but yeah oh um zoro arrives at the arena um to uh looking for luffy and he f- runs into bart oh yeah um while while doflamingo is talking to law i love the little bit where he's like you know i gotta deal with the straw hat crew i count cu- i can't count the number of people who underestimated them and got burned like i doflamingo does he's like he's like this super evil villainous mastermind guy but there's this in another scene later where he's actually like He's not doing the typical evil mastermind shit. Like in this one, he's like he's trying to treat the Straw Hats as like a, a you know a real threat. Like he, you know he's coming up with all these plans to deal with them. Of course, they're kind of impossible to plan around, but he's trying. Like he's trying not to underestimate them. <laughs> um, like I love the bit later where Law's like uh, where he's just like, oh fine, fine, those guys can run away. Uh, when I capture Luffy and the rest of them here, they'll come back. And he's like, who's uh, who, who just said something about underestimated the Straw Hats? And Doflamingo just goes silent, like... <laughs> um, and then, um, but yeah, there's another scene later. I just like, Doflamingo's good. 
is what I'm trying to say. And again, he's like, this is the first arc where the main antagonist is someone who is not introduced in this arc. So it's like, Jesus, fuck. Like, this guy was introduced, like, what, four or five hundred chapters ago? Give or take? Like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, when the Strahd's alive, or arrive, uh, Law slips away. I did think it was interesting. Uh, we finally got to, like, learn what Doflamingo's powers were. Like, he uses strings. I had always wondered, like... Because, <laughs> like, we saw him flying before, and he could he could obviously manipulate yeah. people. It's like, how does he do that? Right. Like, people have been predicting it was strings for a while, but we finally got the name around here, finally. Um, and, yeah, the flight was probably his most interesting... Like, I don't know. I think Doflamingo does a lot of creative shit with his powers. Like, threading his strings through the clouds to fly is really interesting. And I like how that turns into kind of a weakness because, like, Nami is able to manipulate weather. So they're able to run away in a way that Doflamingo can't easily chase them. So it's cool. Um, yeah, I did kind of like the little bit, the interaction with Law and uh, the Navy Admiral and Doflamingo where he's like... I thought I just heard lightning in the distance. How how is the sky? And <laughs> Doflamingo's like, what? There, there's like no cloud or whatever. It's like clear skies. But then Law is yeah, able to pick Law's up like, like oh, hey, Nami wait a minute, manipulate weather. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, I also thought it was cool oh, yeah. that like uh, Doflamingo is like going to attack the straw. Well, because Law is like, okay, I'm gonna lead Doflamingo to this bridge, and then I'm gonna distract him by fighting him, and then I'm gonna toss Caesar over to the straw hats. But then Doflamingo's like, oh, I see what's going on here, so he goes to attack the straw hats, and then Sanji flies in out of nowhere. <sighs> yes, like it's all cool. Like Law's like trying to you know outplan Doflamingo, but Doflamingo outplans Law, and then Sanji gets a fucking awesome interest I- entrance. And, like, we even see his perspective later where he's, like, um, you know, he, he finds out Nami's in danger and he, he jumps off. And then he just flies. He's just, it's so great because he just flies in. And when when my crew is crying, that's your cue to stay the hell away. And he fucking ends up thinking, it's like, oh, you're strong. Um, it's just so, it's, oh, it's cool. Sanji's cool. How, how um, often do we, how often do we get to see, like, Someone who's not Luffy, like, fighting the main antagonist. I mean, like, no, yeah, like this isn't really much of a fight. It's just kind of, like, yeah, a it, brief thing, but it was still kind of cool. Yeah, Doflamingo's got, like, uh, in a one-on-one fight, like, he's got, like, he, he, he's able to freeze Sanji and just, uh, it sucks for the poor dude. Like, he just keeps getting his ass beat. But, um, it, yeah, it is really, like you said, it's really rare to see the the, the guy square off to win. Like, even, like... Back in, like, Arlong, you had, like, Zoro and Sanji squaring up against, you know, Ar- but even then, they didn't really, like, they, they, like, Zoro was weakened, and Sanji was weakened after the first fight with Kurubi, so it's like, this is different, though, this is way earlier in the arc, it's not the climax, and, yeah, so it, it is, you know, yeah, this is probably the, like, off the top of my head, it's, like, one of the only times this has happened, and it's, and it's, and it's a cool, like, over two pages shot of just the kick, and it's like, yeah, Sanji's cool, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Law ends up coming in to have to save him. Um, and, oh, fucking, like, Doflamingo, like, he does this, uh, overheat, which is, it's, by, which, by the way, is a pun, um, because hito, it means string, and, uh, that's the Japanese word for string, so it's overhito, basically, so that's, uh, but yeah, um, I just happen to know that, so I just decided to share it. Um, well, I, I love how, like, he misses Sanji and it goes and fucking cuts a, a building in half back in Dressrosa. Yeah, like, and everyone's that just Hody- like, what? What was that? Yeah, yeah, Hody did something like that, too, uh, with the, with his water shot in Fishman Island, so it's like, it's just, like, little things that show off the scale of shit, and it's cool. Um, um, so yeah, Law comes down, he's, you know, tells them to go to the island Zo, where his crew is, um, 
which he, we, he mentioned last time, and Kinemon also knows about it. Um, oh, that's where they're trying to go. Um, that's right. Um, and yeah, they're kind of arguing about uh, what to do. Um, oh yeah, and they get start getting fucking attacked by fucking um, Fujitora and shit. Like everything's going haywire, and it's fucking like ah, <laughs> there's so much shit going on. It, it's really cool seeing all the all the powers play off each other in this, because like Law, like when Law shows up, like he's able to free Sanji from Doflamingo, and then he's able to kind of like cut up this. Uh, well, like the ship gets sent kind of flying over to them, yeah, and then well, like the he ship is flying over the meteor. Yeah. And then he like cuts and it then, up and like uh, sends the meteor into the the navy yeah, ship. Yeah, he redirects it. Yes, and it's fucking cool. And Puchisou's like, "Oh, she like he's eating fucking noodles," and he's like, "Ah, shit, um, law. I forgot laws laws there." Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and then we get the line I mentioned earlier, where Sanji mentions that uh, law is invested in Doflamingo. Um, just wanted to point that out because that's when it happens. Um. Oh yeah, and then um. So yeah, Law try you know he's trying to get the Straw Hats to go. He takes uh, Giola and he's holding her hostage. And what's interesting about this reaction is that Giola is basically basically saying, "Don't worry about me, you know, just you know take care of Law." Like she's basically letting herself die, uh, or she's willing to die for Doflamingo's sake. But Doflamingo, you know, he wants her safety, which uh, we see it later too. But Doflamingo, like he he only cares about like his inner circle. But he deeply cares about them. Like everyone else, like he can can fuck themselves. But the you know his inner circle, he he actually cares about. Even though yeah, like he's like this evil shithead. But uh, it's good. It's really good. Like him, Moria, and like Arlong are like the, some of the only villains who like actually care about their subordinates. And in Doflamingo's case, he's like he's like outside. Like he's like the evil. Like he's like a crime lord. He you know he's fucking like does torture and shit. But no, he still cares about his comrades. And that's really I've always thought that was neat. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely like think that's that's uh, like just antagonists in general who like have something like people that they actually care about, and then they're not just like, oh, well, I'll just screw over my subordinates to benefit myself. Like, I mean, those the, yeah. not not that those antagonists are inherently bad, but I just think it's it's interesting to see people it's have neat. those it, kind yes. of. Uh, I don't know if I'd call the it a flaw, well, but like something. Well, like. Yeah. The part that I wanted to mention earlier that comes up later is, like, after everything goes wrong, like, Treble is unable to protect Sugar, uh, Diamante was unable to keep the fruit out of, you know, Luffy and, well, apparently Sabo's hands, and Doflamingo's like, you know, it's fine, you know, you guys fucked up, it's all, it's alright, though, you know, we're, we just need to work, work, work forward, like, he forgives them, where, like, normally the mastermind guy, he's like, Starscream, you have failed me for the last time, you know, that kind of shit, <laughs> so he's like, that's the other thing, like, again, the, the mastermind just not doing the generic evil mastermind shit that gets him fucked over. Um, and so, like, he's trying not to underestimate the Straw Hats, but, like, they're, they're too Straw Hat for him at the same time. Um, but, and yeah, like, he, he forgives his, his subordinates and deeply, it does actually care about them to a degree. You know, he's, he, like, even though they're willing to sacrifice themselves for him, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's not quite willing to sacrifice them. So, it's cool. Um, oh, yeah, and then, so we find, oh, yeah, Law also talks to Doflamingo because, like, you know, Sanji said that he was focusing on Doflamingo because, uh, like, Law's plan was to have Kaido go after Doflamingo after the Smile Factory got fucked up, you know? Um, so that, that was, was kind of Law's plan. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but if the Straw Hats are involved, nothing goes to plan. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm assuming you have no more thoughts, and because I want to mention... Uh, that, well, there's a little bit with Momonosuke afterwards where we answer some questions brought up on Punk Hazard a bit um because 
you remember when Momonosuke was flying and he uh, saw like the vision of Doflamingo? Yeah, and then because then like Lu- was it Luffy or someone was like, "Hey, fly again," and Momonosuke is like, "I will never fly." Yeah, yeah, that that was Luffy. Well, because like during that moment specifically, Luffy said, "Get a grip." And uh, we, in this scene, Doflamingo says, get a grip. So basically, like, in saying that, he sort of reawakened Momonosuke's, like, trauma from seeing Doflamingo, like, torture the shit out of this guy. Um, and then brutally, like, slash him. And, you know, he's like, don't ever show me a fight. Well, because, like, but this scene, so that scene answers that question. But it's also, um, like, because uh, Doflamingo, like, terrifies uh, Momonosuke because um, of that. But um, in that little speech he gives to the guy... Uh, he kind of, Doflamingo reveals, like, a pretty important part to his character, where, because he says, like, um, you know, um, he, you know, because he's talking about, he wants the arena fighter to bleed and fight, you know, because that's what people like, and he says, every human being, even the most pious saint, harbors a latent streak of barbarity that surfaces when he sees blood. Like, Doflamingo has this belief that everyone has, you know, evil within them, um, which is definitely important, because, like, Doflamingo tries to manipulate everyone, and that's, like, his idea of humanity. And that's why I think if he fails with the Straw Hats, because, like, they're pure, they're good, you know? Um, they're not, like, they don't have that, like, evil within them to, that, that you know, they, 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 like, they don't fight because they enjoy fighting, necessarily. Um, I mean, not, well, Zoro does. <laughs> so, so maybe Zoro, Doflamingo could manipulate Zoro. Like, going back to the Sanji-Violet uh, thing, like... You know, Sanji was, you know, uh, too good for Doflamingo to manipulate in a sense. Like, even though, yeah, he's a pervert, so he does, you know, it's he's not pure, totally pure, but at the same time, he's better than Doflamingo would expect a human to be, so to speak. Like, just just keep that in mind. Doflamingo is cynical, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and that's important in regards to, like, you know, he, he always tries to manipulate people because he thinks he, thinks he understands human nature. Um and that's also kind of important with the conflict with the Rikus, because they're like pacifists and stuff. So they're they're the the nicest, I guess. But Doflamingo doesn't believe in that. So yeah. Oh yeah, D block is still happening. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some things here, but because of like how much it cuts around, I'm not quite sure like when things pop up. So I'm like, I don't know when to. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely because yeah, there's like a big flashback. There's like a, a flashback of like Riku and Doflamingo taking over. Um, before D block ends, like we'll talk about D block when it ends. It's just like there's just so much other shit to get to before D block ends. Like holy shit! I'm like I'm coming going through, and it's like Jesus fuck. There's a, a lot. Like no D block has to be over by this point, right? Um, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, maybe we should just talk about D block now. Uh, did you say you had something to say about D block, or uh, or no? Okay, because it cuts around so much. I was going to say, I don't think I have anything to say about D-Block specifically. Oh, okay, specific. Gotcha. Never mind. I, th- I misunderstood what you meant. It's more okay. like everything else surrounding it. Gotcha. Because, yeah, like the, as the fighting goes on. Well, we saw earlier Vice Admiral Bastille was like, why aren't the prisoner, aren't the, the pirates coming out? You know, there should be a bunch of losers who are defeated. Um, and then we find out that, uh, you know, they're being turned into toys. Um, they're being, like, dumped into a, a, a containment area. And, yeah. Yeah, like, um, I like the get, part like, where they up. look at the list and they're like, Okay, well, it was like we could go in after Straw Hat, but we need to. There are other criminals in there, like Don Chin Jiao, and huh, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I don't recognize. <laughs> I any love of it. These. Yeah, because they're being turned. Into... Oh, and then the part like there where like um, Riku and 
Chinja are talking, and Chinja is like, "Man, I wish I had a grandson to pick up my legacy." <laughs> and like he's sad about the fact that he has no grandchildren. And oh, and then you see Abula and Jeet, uh, the two um, guys who are fighting, and like they're like a duo. And he's like, "Oh man, um, I hope I hope I, the solo fighter Jeet, get turned back into a human." And, and I'm like, "Oh, I hope I, the lone wolf Abdullah, get turned back into a human." And like they're <laughs> they because they forgot about the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's 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 I mean cuz like memory loss is like it's it's always interesting cuz memories are more or less what shape who you are. So um like you know there's got to be some liberties taken cuz like you, you like I feel like you can't just remove a person and like all their experiences with that person and not change as a person especially if they're like important. So like you know there's some liberties that got to be taken artistic liberties cuz like Jesus fuck. Uh, it's hard like it's it's all fictional. So yeah, you can only imagine but as long as it's, it's consistent, so it's fine. Um, um, oh, I also really like the scene down in the prison where um, Riku is revealed, and they talk a bit about how the like all the other countries have their own relations with uh, with dress rows of you know past and present, like size. They're like, hey, there's weapons going to our enemies that were in a, in this war we're fighting right now, um, and then like you know that like things used to be peaceful because dress rows in now that Doflamingo has power. There's lots of war. And I love the, I just like the page where everyone like bows, like a bunch of toys, like get up and they bow to Riku. You know, they still are loyal to, the, to this old king, uh, the former king. Um, it was, it was just a cool moment. I did like the, the one part where, uh, Luffy's still like down in the prison area before like he gets out of there. And, uh, the prisoners are like, what you, uh, yeah, because Luffy is talking about Dress Rosa, and he's like, "Oh, I thought this was a super fun, happy place, but after, you know, after I see you, I guess not." And they're like, "Well, what you saw was the the world of light, the winners. Doflamingo separates everyone into the obedient winners and the rebellious losers, uh, because losers are nothing yeah. but trash." And Luffy, right? <laughs> and Luffy's like, "That sounds kind of like the land where I grew up." Yeah, and like it was just you know, the the Goa comparison, and then which Sabo also makes later. Um, so that was cool. Because, yeah, that's how the government operates. They, they separate the world into, you know, the people they like and the unwanted things. You know, like the trash of uh, Goa and the toys. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, and we also learn a bit more about the history from the the Tontas, the little people. They, are, they talk about how, like, the, Dofam- the Don Quixote family um, enslaved them, but the Riku family... Um, you know, they bowed their head and let them live as, you know, these, this fa- these fairies... Um, um, then we get the flashback with King Riku and it having his country taken over by Doflamingo. Um, did you have any other thoughts before that or during that? Um, um, I did think it was kind of interesting that the, uh, like when Doflamingo comes to take over, the king is like, oh, we will not fight him. We will kind of like, we'll try to adhere to his demands and like muster up all this money. And then obviously that doesn't work out for them at all. Like, I mean, I don't know if fighting would have worked anyway because Doflamingo is Doflamingo, but it was kind of interesting yeah. that like he tried um, to he tried to like maintain the peace and not and like not fight, and that kind of well that kind of cost him maybe not directly, but like that's how things played out. So you could perceive it that way. Yeah, well, because they also have their. Uh... You know, their thing about pacifism, like they've never, they've, in 800 wars, they, in 800 years, they've never been in a, in a single war, pretty much. Um, they were poor, you know, and like they were a poor country, and I guess they never started fighting, uh, any fighting, so, um, 
though at the same time they do like have a military so it's not like they're like helpless you know um and they have the coliseum so there's like an, an outlet for violence i suppose um even though like as we see in the se- the later flashback god there's so many flashbacks um like uh it wasn't like straight up like to the death like it was you know like um doflamingo it's like you have to win a thousand f- or or like, like kairos had the 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 a thousand fight thing but it's like the rules are just in general that was like an exception like the rules are just more lenient for the later coliseum if i remember correct or the, the coliseum 10 years ago so to speak or more so um you know it was a different country um so um also like uh, um we see like there's some parallels to this arc with alabasta like this is like alabasta 10 years later if crocodile had succeeded pretty much in a way like you can um because that's kind of what, like, Crocodile was trying to do. He was trying to take over the country. And here we have a country that has been taken over. And people... Okay, this is... This I don't understand. Because people say Rebecca is super similar to Vivi. When really they're kind of the opposite. Because Rebecca outright says that she does not care about the country. She just wants to live in peace with her father. Um, so... Whereas Vivi was willing to sacrifice everything to save her country. So... Yeah, but uh, I guess because they're both princesses of this country that was taken... Or, you know, was at risk from a pirate... I guess people call them similar, and I guess they do look kind of they, they yeah maybe their faces you know Oda you know falls into some design traps sometimes so I mean they have similar um, elements like both princesses that end up like having to be saved by someone else but yeah like they're they're the core of their conflicts are different I can kind of see yeah, what you're getting yeah. at but yeah um the part that really hurt me about this uh the, this flashback though was in the second part where like. You know they they're 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 under threat from a pirate, and I'm like, well, call the Marines, and then um then well they did um we got a uh, Virgo from G5 on the line, and I'm like, ah fuck, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> like Doflamingo just had every like every everything in his control, like there's nothing they could like even if they fought like they would have just been destroyed, um like honestly like Re- like Riku's like. You know, like you know, sac- like you know, trying to get the the money, like it fucked him and his family over completely. At least it saved the citizens, I suppose. Like that's all. Like because again, if they called the Marines, like the Marines wouldn't have done shit. Because it's Virgo, so it's like I, I, maybe maybe it's not the. Uh, it's just like they were fucked completely, like from the outset. Because Doflamingo just had everything it, it planned already. Like and yeah, they they just play, they he uh, Riku played into his hands, but like I'm you know I'm not sure how many options they had really because Doflamingo is just too. A fuck, he's too much of a fucker. Um, and uh, the line that really got me is like, where he's like, he's like um, everyone's like, is it time yet? And he's like, you have to wait for the entire kingdom to quake in fear and hate Riku before the hero can make his grand interest. Like, he's the fucking, he's playing the hero here. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh... And like, the part, and um, like, I've heard, I've heard this in discussions around like Hero Academia, where I guess like in Japan, there's the belief that like, the hero will come when you call. And that you kind of get that, like, like in Fishman Island, like, the hero, Luffy was the, you know, Jimbe wanted Luffy to be a hero, and he made a plan so that he wouldn't come until everyone wanted him to destroy the island, pretty much, is what ha- how it ended up happening. Yeah. And so here's Doflamingo kind of using that, like, that, uh, um, you know, he, the, he wants the country to, be, you know, beg, beg for assistance, and so then Doflamingo comes in to save it, even though he's just the, the, the piece of shit we know him to be, so... Um, cause he's, uh, manipulating everyone and she's just, fuck. Um. I also kind of <laughs> like how he flips that on its head later where, uh, when he like sets up the bird cage and he's like, well, see, I could have rolled with an iron fist from the beginning <sighs> anyway. I just decided not to. And it's like, uh. That part uh, got to, cause I'm just like, you fucking bitch. Like, goddamn. Cause he's right. 
That's the thing. He always had complete power. He just, you know, he doesn't only, you know, it's just he doesn't only rule by power. He rules by manipulation and lies and, you know, getting rid of the, the things that uh, interfere with him. He, so, he, just gave, yeah. he just gave the people the illusion of freedom, the illusion of choice. But he was in control all along. He was yeah, he was pulling the strings, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I love the I lo- you know I like it when the powers are uh, you know match the characters. In this case, it's very uh, literal. But um, so so anyway, um, but yeah, after the flashback, you know, um, Kairos is explaining. I, I don't even call him Toy Soldier because I just know him as Kairos. Um, but yeah, he's explaining everything to everyone still and. Here's where we get like a pretty a moment that I found super important, um, like regards to what the arc's doing. So it's also kind of interesting because all three arcs, all three of the big three that we've read so far, all have like different takes on and ways that, that they explore the concept of vengeance. So like Naruto is super focused on the 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 cycle of hatred. You know how enacting vengeance uh, causes more hate, and that hate might you know co- goes around. Um, Bleach was all about sort of how like self-destructive it is because all the characters who had tried to act on their vengeance end up getting completely fucked. Or in Ichigo's case, he almost did, but uh, you know Orihime stopped him um, with a uh, Yuabak at the end. Where with One Piece, it factors into like the freedom and the manipulation thing because you know um, Doflamingo, he's a manipulator who limits everyone else's freedom by controlling them. And I guess I feel like what One Piece is trying to say about vengeance is that if you act on vengeance you are easier to control. And I say, because what, what Kairos' plan is, is to take out Sugar, release all the toys, and then rely on all the people who have been turned on the toys that hate Doflamingo. He wants to rely on their will for vengeance. And it turns out to be correct, because like what happens to all the, the Coliseum fighters who are turned into toys? They're ready to help. They're ready to save, you know, fight with Luffy and defeat Doflamingo. Um, like, even though capturing, like, uh, you know, some of the Straw Hats and... Um, everyone against them would be make them rich um and that's important i think that's also important for law and kairos themselves because they are also characters driven by vengeance like law keeps trying to outsmart doflamingo but like sanji pointed out you know he's overly focused on doflamingo because of it and because of the desire for vengeance because of his connection to corazon like he wants to settle his thing with doflamingo so he's you know he's making himself easier to manipulate and um Kairos, too, is trying to, like, you know, he wants to defeat Doflamingo and Diamante because of the whole, you know, that what they did to his, you know, his country and his wife. Um, so, like, that's sort of what uh, what I, I've noticed so far is that, um, you know, if you act on vengeance, you're easier or that like a strong emotion like that, you're just easier to control. And it opens you up to people who will manipulate you like Doflamingo. So, yeah. I also kind of like how in a, in a similar way, this... Uh, like the dynamics of this thing sort of flips what we saw with Hody in a way on its head because like Doflamingo like he he tries because like what what the comment that was made earlier how like the the rebellious are pushed into the shadows and like swept under the rug and that's kind of like what happened with Hody where he was uh, like that fishman district was kind of ignored and it wasn't really addressed but like yeah. here Doflamingo kind of like pushes all of these people who like don't fit his image under, you know, underground or turns them into toys or whatever. But then like, instead of like where with Hody, it was, it was negative where like, because it was, because it wasn't addressed, um, like he became a problem later. Uh, but for Doflamingo, yeah. um, you know, he doesn't address these 
these people that he just kind of oppressed for so long. And so like, then that gets flipped against him later when they all get, you know, turned back from being toys, turned back into people. Right. And uh, well, even yeah, what the, like, the toy soldier says, it's, it's the number of tragedies that hold the key to our operation, which yeah, plays into like, like the Hody, vengeance he, stuff. And, or, well, or rather with the, uh, with Neptune and Otohime is they, they didn't like, they were just kind of like turning a blind eye to the Fishman districts because, you know, they were trying to look into for the best in people, you know, in human humanity and Fishman, you know, but with Doflamingo, it's like, he was re- really certain about sugar. Like he, he, only he and his inner circle knew about sugar and her powers, except which turned out to be false because of Kairos, which, I, which is ironic because of course, I think sugar making everyone forget about Kairos also made Doflamingo forget that there was someone else who knew about the powers. <laughs> Um, which turned out to be his, like, uh, Achilles heel, so to speak, because that's where everything went fucking wrong for Doflamingo. I love that moment when everything, uh, when shit just gets fucking off the rail, off of his rails. <laughs> uh, man. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Doflamingo and Law fight on the bridge. Uh, Law gets his ass beat. Uh, oh yeah, um, Doflamingo asks a question, which he asks later, I believe, where he's like, he's asking why Law puts so much trust in the Straw Hats. Because, um, you know, he's, um, I, I, there's a, there's a perfect moment later that I, I think illustrates why, uh, but we'll, so I'll try to talk about it later. Um, oh yeah, I like, and I like how everyone, like, react, because they kind of get on the, the, to talk, like, Luffy, uh, finds Zoro and them, and they're, they're in contact with, like, everyone, Frankie, uh, Usopp, like, the, I think all the crew, yeah, because Sanji's crew, group, um, Zoro's group, you know, it's kind of everyone. And I like how they sort of, like, decide to fight, pretty much. Like, Frankie's like, I don't care what you say, Luffy. I want to fight, like, you know, um, I want to fight Doflamingo. I want to help the Tantas and the Rikus. And, you know, I can't abandon them. And so, like... And Luffy's just kind of like, okay. Like, yeah. Um, like, it, they, they're, they're, symp- they're sympathizing with the people, and they're, they're deciding to fight for them, even though they don't, also don't want to be heroes. Um, like, even later on, like, uh, after the birdcage happens, like, Luffy's like, do you think I can stop now? When Law's like, hey, maybe I should leave. And Luffy's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, they're so good. Yeah, I love the part when Law is like, we're not an alliance anymore. I, I ended our alliance. And then Luffy's like, bitch, oh, uh, we will, like, this alliance is over when I say it's over. And Law's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Luffy's like, this is exactly how it works. Because uh, he's so good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Luffy's uh, fight, or Law's, Law and Doflamingo's fight takes him to the arena. Um, there's a bit of a clash, a, a Fujitora fucking clashing with Zoro. Like, oh shit, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I love how like, the, like, all, all fuck- this stuff happens at once. Like, they're all on this, like, they're all communicating via the snail. And then, like, there's just all this stuff happening. Like, ah, oh, Law just showed up out of nowhere, and Doflamingo's here. And there's the Navy Admiral and Zoro. And Fujitora's there. A naval admiral. And Big Mom's like, oh, ship man. is coming after the that, Sunny. What oh. the hell? <laughs> so, okay, see, I gotta talk about that for a second because see, it's like in even on the on the small scale in the chapter, it's like holy fucking shit. You know, the 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 warship of an emperor, you know? But on the big scale, like all it really does is it sort of takes Sanji and crew out of the arc for the time being so it can focus on all the rest of the fucking dozens of characters that are in this arc. Um, and so, like, so I honestly completely forgot about it, so I got to be surprised again when I saw it, because I was like, oh, shit, shit, 
Because it's like, they don't want to deal with fucking Big Mom alongside, like, Doflamingo and the Marines, and, like, like everything's getting bad at all the same yeah, time. No, yeah, like, those two or three chapters, like, things get out of control really, really fast. Oh, yeah, and it's so fucking great, because it's so, like, honestly, the, like, Dressrosa is hype, okay? Like, I just love how all, all these things are working. Like... I guess, again, so many moving parts and everything, like, works together organically. Like, um, you know, like, again, like, with the tantas and everyone, like, oh, we're going to act on this day. Like, that feels like, eh, it's maybe that a little bit contrived. And no, it, it makes sense because of the Doflamingo stepping down. That caused everything. So it's like everything, like, every, all the actions just make sense as to why they happen. And it's really great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Doflamingo and Fujitora retreat with law. They take law. Um, cause they have, they have some talking to do. Um, Sanji asks for permission to return fire against the Big Mom ship. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, and Luffy's like, yeah, um, sure, I already started that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, it'll happen. Um, but yeah. And then back in the arena, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dillinger is, uh, trying to assassinate Bellamy, but Bart's protecting him, um, cause he's, a uh, He's a friend, you know, he's a friend of, they're both friends of Luffy's. And I love, well, because, well, like, uh, in the official translation, he says, yeah, go on, you sc- uh, snot-nosed punk. But I think one of the fan translations I really like, because it's like, go fly a kite, kid. And for some reason, that's funnier to me <laughs> when, he's, when he's telling Dill- Dillinger to fuck off. Dillinger. <laughs> so, and I said about, go fly a kite. <laughs> I don't know, I just like it for some reason. Um, but yeah, Bellamy is sad. Because, uh, you know, Doflamingo... Yeah, because Bellamy was gonna... Uh, he was thinking yeah. about whether or not he was gonna go take out Luffy to, to be promoted for Doflamingo. Yeah. And then this kid shows up and it's like, yeah, uh, Doflamingo's pretty sure you're gonna screw it up. So, I, oh, I'm not supposed to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, that's why Bart wanted... Because we're comrades in battle. Uh, we traded fists. So, you know, Bart's, Bart's a good boy. <laughs> he can be. Um, oh, um... Kairos explains to Frankie, uh, Usopp, and Robin the plan to take out Sugar. Um, Operation SOP, or uh, SOP, you could say. Usopp. <laughs> Which I think it was, an act, like, it was a coincidence, but it's a good coincidence. Um, so anyway, uh, Luffy, he's trying to find, um, he's trying to get out of the Coliseum because he, need, he needs to go fight Doflamingo. I, I also like how kinda... for, for a bit, like, because like Zoro and... Uh... Kinemon. Oh, Kinemon. Yeah, yeah, the samurai guy. How, like, they're being chased by, like, the, the Marines people, and so, like, they're just kind of, like, running outside the Coliseum, but, like, Luffy's also, like, running, so they're, like, still keeping up their conversation, but also they're, like, completely separated. Because, like, Luffy can't get out of the Coliseum <laughs> because the, the windows were prison, or sea prism stone. Yep, yep, to keep people in. So, yeah. Oh yeah, um, Bellamy's interaction with Luffy was kind of interesting because, like, even after all that, he's still trying to be loyal to Doflamingo. Like, he's still trying to hold on to his dream. Like, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give up now that he finally has a dream. So he's like, he's like, there, there isn't an exit. Once a combatant walks in, he'll never get out. And then Luffy's like, um, hey, please, I need help. Um, and Bellamy's and like, if you, if you Bellamy's happen like, to follow me. Yeah, if you nothing. happen to follow me, maybe you'd get out. I'm not gonna betray Doflamingo. Like, it's uh, Be- oh, Bellamy's so conflicted, and it's it's like it's uh, this fucking like he was a gigantic piece of shit back in Jaya, but now it's like no Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> so God, <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh yeah, and then um, 
so mysterious figure comes in and Bartimaeus is like, hey, you think you're going to talk casually to Straw Hat Luffy? He's the brother of Ace and he's the future king of the pirates. And this mysterious man's like, I've known that for years. And it's like, oh, oh man. Yeah, and I just I just love the the way it's handled. Like I, like I said earlier, you get the, the big, the full page oh, of oh, Luffy just freaking out. Like, ah, oh, the expression is so good. You've got like the, the tears, but he's like, Ah, and it's not. It's so good, and like he's still this dumb little kid. The the gravity (laughs) of the reveal is just conveyed in this one, oh, one panel, but it's a whole page. But it's just like this. Yeah, well, because like. ah. Oda does not do single pages very often. Like, I'd be surprised if there were more than a dozen, like, full page. Like, not double page. I'm talking about one single page. Like, he does spreads across two pages, but. And I, thinking of like a page, like a single page, that's pretty rare for Otis. So him to do the, do it like this with the one, like even the Enaru was like, was that one page? Maybe it was because it was also a big similar reaction face. Maybe it was two. Um, I don't. It was probably one. But um, oh, it's it's still really good. It just makes me think. And... It reminds me of. See, I don't. I almost wish I wish I had the manga volume for this to like see what it would have been. Well, it's not even like a page turn reveal, but like I just. Think back to the one Dragon no, Ball Dissection no, video it is. where it's like, oh, Frieza is on the other page and it spoils the reveal. But like, I think like you get this big face from Luffy and I don't know. It is a page turn, by the way, because oh, uh, I am holding the volume in front of me. And yeah, you turn the page and there's Luffy's big old dumb face. And it's so good. Because like, I, um, I know Oda has done things like I think you get the page turn and then and then you get Eniru's face where it's just the, the what? <laughs> the attack didn't work. Yeah, that that's another great win. But it's it's so um, good because huh. yeah, it, it conveys like the, the emotions in the face and, and the gravity of the reveal. It, ah, it's so good. Um, and then we get another little reveal right after that. Well, because like, we see the socket cups and Ace's grave and yes. stuff. But right before that, we see Revolutionary Army Fishman Karate Master Koala. Yes, <laughs> she got all big. <laughs> so good and i I love that i Um, love that because she's like a fish man karate master oh my god it's it's so good because she's yes she i just love that like that story is kind of i don't want to say coming full circle but like it's because she's she wasn't just like a side character in a in a backstory flashback like now that's kind of informing the narrative and like so she she's like mixing the I don't know if I want to say like mixing the cultures or whatever, but like she's she's a human, but she's a fishman karate person, and ah, this is yeah. Well, because I think so good. he even talks about in the SBS how she like joined the revolutionaries because she's interested in like fishman rights and how they're treated. Because so she's like she's not she didn't just like you know she's being an activist and that's great and she's ah oh, she's so good and <laughs> what was kind of um <laughs> and she's cute it, it, <laughs> uh, the the way that like Oda was talking about that on that in in that section of the sbs and then uh, like SBS immediately one, yeah. uh, immediately afterwards he was like the next question was about like oh sharks have two dicks or whatever and it's like god damn it Oda. <laughs> this this is what you get with one piece you get the the sentimental stuff and then you get i the forgot goofy. about that yeah hody has two penises apparently thanks oda that's what something i wanted to know and it's, um, it's it was a imme- it was for- like the next question immediately like on the same page is all this stuff talking about koala it's like oh that's so wholesome oh no <laughs> oh no well, yeah because he was talking he was talking about like how yeah koala made different choices in her life compared to hody and that's and he, he thought he liked how meaningful that was and it's like oh yeah hody has two penises and it's like what oh no what the fuck oh my god one piece is so ridiculous <sighs> it was such a good end of volume so anyway, cliffhanger though that like you get reveal is, after reveal is. like there's there's the like ah all the stuff happens like like doflamingo beating up 
law and then you get the big big mom ship shows up and then you get you get uh, sabo and you get koala ah it's so much at once it is and it, yeah even like how like they're running away in like the the animal suits and luffy's still like still teary-eyed he's like i thought he was dead ah <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, and later he's like, yeah, he's the only one who I want to have the flame flame fruit. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like an interesting sort of conflict that was like present because like the, the fruit just kind of, I don't know. I don't know how like huge of an influence it was supposed to be on this, like this, how it connects to the themes of the arc or whatever. But like he just kind of, I mean, there really is no reason for him to go after it at this point because like Sabo shows up and he's like, no, I, I don't need to worry about the flute, the, the flute. The flute, the the instrument. Mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Uh, it was so good. Yep. I think I'm done with my ramble. Uh, so now, anyway, though. uh, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, so yeah, Frankie is attacking the the factory entrance. Uh, he runs into um, Senor Pink. The um, while Robin and Usopp are using that distraction to break into the the dock underneath. They're be they're being sneaky spies. Um, oh, uh, Block D does finally end. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, like I got, almost forgot about it, but yeah. So uh, as we find out, Cavendish has like a split personality uh, with a murderer called Hakuba, and he like falls asleep, and he just fucking like defeated everyone except for Rebecca because Rebecca's like known for her speed, and you know she like also had the helmet, and she's able to survive the hit. Um, so I, th- I think so Luffy what, even so said Cavendish... that she had like observation hockey, so like she was able to see the movements yeah, th- and like yeah. So yeah, she's observation hockey happens in uh, I guess sympathetic characters. Now I think about it, like Otohime and Kobe, um, and Rebecca. Rebecca, I suppose, because she's supposed to be uh, peaceful, and you know, it's like like because like you know, Rebecca fights like she, but she doesn't want to fight. Like she's not a fight. She doesn't want to be a fighter. You know, so it's like, like, even when Kairos was training her, she's like, well, my mom said not to, you know, put blood on my hands. And she's like, oh, and Kairos is like, well, I'll teach you how to fight in a way that doesn't hurt people. So it's like, is she's just, she's like, you know, also like torn between, I mean, she she's literally like the, 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 the daughter of, um, you know, a, a, the, the gladiator who won 3000 battles, like the most bloodstained man. And then uh, like the purest, like princess. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh obviously her character isn't done yet so i have yet to have like i i, I um i forget if i have any major rebecca observations here because like again we've gotten so a lot of build-up and a lot of pieces moving into place but like this is still just the first half of the arc so but this i i did check and like i think the alabasta reading was a little bit longer it, um but th- like there there's a few other readings that are over like 55 around 55 chapters and this one's 58 chapters so yeah this is one of the longest readings we've done for one piece so, so yeah um, but yeah, Rebecca won. Oh, <laughs> and then we get the scene where, like, um, Doflamingo's, like, gloating to Law. Like, this is where Doflamingo fucks up. He does the evil mastermind gloating thing. <laughs> and everything falls apart at that, like, instance because he, like, um, <laughs> well, cause, like, that's when he, like, uh, they're watching the, uh, like, the, uh, the Coliseum fighting and, like, Straw Hat Luffy's attacking the palace and he's like, what? But Straw Hat Luffy's in the arena. And then, um, <laughs> and then it's like, like, I love Dolph Mega Freaky. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, it's just needs to see him, like, uh, tw- tw- uh, twisted up a bit. Or what's the word? Tripped up is what the word I was looking for. Um, I forget, was that before or after we had the interaction between Doflamingo and the the Admiral? 
that was after because I, I I realized I was skipping ahead to find that bit and then I passed by because yeah the the Fujitora bit was interesting too because uh, uh well Fujitora wants to uh eradicate the warlord system and they fight for a bit but uh, did you have anything you brought it up so I'm assuming you have something to say well no I did or like how he um. I mean, because yeah, that's that's the scene where we kind of figure out how he wor- well part of part of how he works, um, and I like how Doflamingo yeah. his response is like, oh, it sounded like you said I should get rid of you while I still can, but then, but then like yeah, he says you know I'll turn a blind eye for now, so like eh, I don't know I part of me like really hates yeah. well because part like- of me like really hates this new <laughs> Navy admiral just because he's uh, like <laughs> he's passive yeah. yeah and he's like he's like he's letting himself work for a system that he knows is flawed like he's restricting his own freedom to act like he's he's almost like the inverse of like Alkiji and what Alki or Kuzan and what Kuzan is talking about with Smoker where it's like you know if you leave the Marines you have new perspective and you know you can do things that you can't do as a Marine whereas this Fujitora he like became a Marine so he went from like a civilian to someone who now can can't do things because he's a Marine so yeah I kind of get what you're what you're saying there but yeah, he wants to. Well, because you and you, what you said about Doflamingo, where Doflamingo was like expecting Fujitora to turn on him, that goes into Doflamingo's whole thing, where it's like he expected the worst out of Fujitora when Fujitora is uh, more of a good, uh, you know, more of a like he's not he's not like evil, you know, he's not going to, or I guess he's not like he's not as like conniving as Doflamingo thinks he is, is what I should say. In, um, the, in this particular so you, case, you, it's like even more infuri- Fujitora's actions are like even more infuriating because like they're. They always seem to benefit Doflamingo, and they always go against, like, the Straw Hats, at least for this arc. And it's right. like, uh, can't you be a little more proactive guy? Yeah. Um, so, actually, because uh, while, while you're saying that, it's like, yeah, it's frustrating, especially like, later on when shit's going real, and uh, Vice Admiral Maynard's, he's like, hey, Fujitora, this is the perfect opportunity to, to arrest Doflamingo. He, he, come on. And Fujitora's like, no. And it's, it is frustrating, but, like... Not, not know, that the it's, whole like, thing a is, character like, so, flaw. Or, I mean, like... No, no, I mean, it, not that it's, it's like it bad sense. character writing. I mean, like, it's more just frustrating. He's a frustrating character, not that he's like a frustratingly written <laughs> right. character. Well, There's a difference. <laughs> no, I get what you Because we're frustrated because the story is writ- well written, is what, what you're trying to say. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the point. He's supposed to, like, be, through example, point out the flaws of the system. And to a point, I definitely think he's even doing it willingly. Because, uh, like,. Uh, the, the, that line is really good. Does, do, do the people think the world government is some kind of god? Because it's like he knows it's a flawed system, you know, because he's there pointing out, trying to point out the flaws by turning a blind eye to the flaws of the system. But like, yes, the world government does think itself a god. They, the heavenly dragons, they live in the holy land of Marajoa. They're the rulers of the world, pretty much. Like they're above everything. Like, yeah, they think they're perfect. <sighs> It is, yeah, it is frustrating because we know full well like all the flaws of the government and uh, do something, <laughs> you old dude. Because we know you're cool. You got a cool person inside of you, but you're being a slave to the government. It's fucking ah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, the final start, uh, Diamante with the four uh, champions, um, Lucy, uh, Jesus Burgess, Bartolomeo, and Rebecca, while uh, Luffy and Zoro, VLR, Brit busting into Doflamingo's palace where he flips his shit. Um, but yeah, they run into Pika, who's got his, uh, he's got like a stone manipulating fruit. Um, oh yeah, and we see bits of Sabo's fighting style where he like uses his, cl- his dragon claws. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love the part where, uh, 
the where one where Doe Flamingo's guy like goes to slice at him with the sword and he just catches it in his claws and like destroys the sword or doesn't destroy it but he or does he does he like break snap it yeah. or something but anyway he just well, like he, catches this um, sword fr- and he's he looks like a total badass it's almost cool yeah um like he's still using a, a pole like it's literally just a fucking pipe like he did as a kid <laughs> it's just bigger because he's bigger yeah <laughs> um, and yeah he fucking clashes with uh jesus burgess and it's cool um meanwhile the tantas and usopp's gang are trying to f- deal with the uh, sugar and treble um oh and uh, also i like because like sugar's like this little girl but i really like the moment where she like gets serious because she like throws her fucking bowl of uh, grapes aside and she's like oh you think i'm i'm weak and she fucking like takes out like half of the the tantas in like one attack and like she takes down robin like because her power is so strong like later on she's even a threat to, to luffy and law because they don't know about her like she's so fucking dangerous um Oh, and I also love the part where Treble realizes something's up, and he fucking, like, chucks a ship at the, the their base. He's just like, <laughs> like, Jesus, fuck. Like, oh, man. See, like, because, okay, I guess we can talk about uh, Usopp's stuff here. No, is that a little later? Um, yeah, it is a little later. Never mind. I want to talk about it, but <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> um, again, there's so many moving parts. Like, this is like, we've had this problem before. Where it's like, oh, there's so much going on. It's hard to pick one thing to talk about. And this is like, this whole arc is that. But yeah, um, Rebecca is fighting in the arena. Uh, like, she she attacks Diamante and gets a blow, but it's, like, it's useless because she doesn't want to hurt or kill even fucking Diamante. So, oh, and we also get a flash, got a flashback with uh, Kairos where it's, like, um, he, 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 put, he didn't want her to enter the, uh, the arena. Well, because it's, like, they're both trying to sacrifice, you know, to, to risk themselves for peace, but, like, they're not able to rely on each other. Like, Kairos is on this potential death mission, um, you know, and Rebecca doesn't want to lose him, so she's trying to get the devil fruit so that she could have the power to help him. Or, you know, so it's like, yeah, and, like, they they fight, and she's just like, you can't beat Doflamingo, you're just a toy. And, like, ugh. There's a bunch of fighting, or a bit more fighting, but it's not, like, major, major. Oh, okay, here we go. Okay, now we're at the Usopp moment. Um... So, what did you have to say about, or what do you have to say about Usopp um, and the his bit scene with the Tontas? Because I think it's great. But yeah, um, I thought it was pretty cool. Because like the the whole arc, he's just kind of been letting them do all the work, and he's like, "Oh, I'll su- I'll support you from the side or whatever." And he, but then like he goes to run away, and they're all like, you know, they think he's the hero, and they think he'll come back and save him. And he's running away, and he's like, "No, stop, stop calling for me!" And he's he's tearing up because he he's a coward. He's running away while they're getting like crushed, and then he comes back, yeah. and he's like, "You know what? I'm not a hero. I lied." And it's like, "Did you yes. just come back to crush their spirits and tell them you're a liar?" And he says, "No, I'm a, I'm a pirate. I'm not a hero, but I'm gonna become your hero." And uh, and then he <sighs> fights. Usopp's so good. Yes, well, because it's like. This is, like, and you know, it's interesting because, like, he obviously forget, forgets about Robin. Like, Robin, because she's a toy, but, she, like, she and Frankie are, like, rely, like, Usopp, you know, they're putting their hopes on the weakest member of the crew, the one who's, like, the least confident, you know, he's always negative, and, you know? Yeah, and the whole and time so, Usopp is, like, waiting for someone else to do something, he's like, why isn't Frankie here to help me? Right, and he's up against, like, his, like, 
like he um I think he you know he did try to shoot like Kizaru I think when like uh, maybe if I'm remembering correctly while Kizaru was focused on like Zoro but like even you know getting strong but you know he saw trouble fucking throw a sh- the ship and crash it into a building like this is one of the strongest foes he's ever like been up against like and actually like fought you know and so like like compare this to like the Arlong thing with Chu it's like you know he um you know fought against Chu. And he won. He pulled off the the uh, the unexpected victory because he was such a weak guy. But with Treble, he he fought like what was pretty much uh, you know an impossible losing battle, and he lost. But he also won because you know that's how One Piece works. If you try against all odds, you know success is you know there, there's never a zero percent chance of success. And that's what Usopp achieves. He achieves that that zero zero point one percent. And I love how it turns out too, because Sugar's like, oh, you're gonna poison me with this, huh? Well, eat your poison, bitch, and. uh... <laughs> Yeah, like, she she had won the fight, and then she got cocky, and then she basically threw it away. Right, because, well, yeah, she's cruel, she's, she's like a child, and yeah, but Usopp makes that fucking face (laughs) with his eyes and his little tongue twisting and pain from the fire. she thought it was a poisoned grape, but it was the, like, Tabasco thing. It was super spicy, yeah, and so he scares Sugar into submission, and it's so good. And now what kind of, I also really like the, actually, you finish your thought, mine's a tangent. Okay, because well, mine is... A, uh, is it related to this Usopp thing, though? No, Cause... it's about her powers. Okay. Um, yeah, because what I want to say is also, like, the part where he, like... He, he, he admits his lie. And I don't think he's ever done that out... Like, no, he's done it, but, like, this is, like, the biggest one he's, like, admitted outright. Like, I think he... Like, he told... Um, like back on uh Kuro, on Ma- the, his home island, he like told the Strats that he lied about Kuro. Oh, he's not. He, I made that lie. Up. You know, he obviously had to tell the Strats to get them to help him. But like here he is going back on his lie. Like, yeah, I'm not a hero. I'm just a weak coward. And uh, it's so good. Cause like his whole thing is, you know, he wants to be more honest and not have to tell lies. So he goes back on his lie and and he fights. And uh, it's such a good moment. He's because like and this time he, there's no mask like. Because that's the thing is like after the fighting he gets recognized as God Usopp by the the Doflamingo and all the the prisoners because like he now he's finally able to act as a hero without the mask because before his bounty post he or was his sniper you, king. you know at, at the moment he's the sniper king but now now so it's like he's he's on some level become recognized by you know Doflamingo even uh, like he does technically have a bounty by Doflamingo uh, so because that's you know he's he's putting his own bounties on his own opponents. But like, yeah. So he's he's finally able to become recognized as a hero by acting as a hero, even if he doesn't believe himself to be one. And ah, uh, it's great. Usopp's so good. Uh, I, yeah, it was, it's really cool. Um, I think the only thing I find so anyway, kind of weird uh, about this moment is just like with with uh, I forget her name, but like her her powers, uh, like sugar. Sugar. So like sugar has to be knocked unconscious. To, for that to does that mean that she just never sleeps or like how specifically does that work because um, it's been it's, they, i think it's like because she had amassed all like these soldiers for fine, like I 10 think, years I, I think it's like if you're i, I guess i would say if, if, if it, your mental like facilities are like, compromised like she's not she faints because of like mental overload she's not like sleeping to relax kind of like it also kind of happens with a uh, giola um on the ship because she gets defeated and you know knocked unconscious like you know that she's get take, takes a lot of damage from you know Zoro, Brooke's sword and you know so and her powers are undone like that just seems to be how it works with certain devil fruits is that their powers are undone when they're defeated so to speak which is um i guess that you know that happens in other things too 
um, I suppose. Like, for me, my mind is going to uh, tokusatsu, especially Super Sentai, where there's always a monster who's, like, causing shit and, you know, leaving effects on a town, like, brainwashed people or whatever. And whenever they're defeated the first time, or maybe they have a weak spot or something, their effect goes away. So it's just, it's a familiar thing, I suppose, where it's like, if they're defeated, the, 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 what, what, what they're affecting stops, pretty much. Um, so yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, yep. Did you have any of, uh, other thoughts on Usopp and Sugar? Because there's also the Kairos flashback. Um, I, no, I, I do love after the fact where, like, everybody gets their, their bounties from Doflamingo, and Usopp's like, oh, cool, he, he doesn't know about me. And it's like, five stars, <laughs> 500 mil, or whatever. And Usopp's just like, no! <laughs> and all the pirates, like, turn to him, and it's like, hey, <laughs> you look super beat up, we could capture you. And it was, that was great, I, lo- I love the, the reveal. <laughs> like, all the three-star guys like, yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be above uh, Law and Luffy. And he's like, no, this guy's fucked. And it's like, <laughs> it was good. And, Lu- and um, Usopp's just like, why me? Everyone called me the hero everyone called me a god why i freed you <laughs> right um so anyway uh kairos flashback um i thought it was cool i like Ky- I-, I like kairos i'm not sure like because bart's great um kairos might be my second favorite like dress ro- like dress rose um, but then uh well that does doflamingo count i don't know um like at least at least as far as characters like introduced in dress rosa kairos might be my one of my- he's up there like i do like him um but yeah, the flashback was good. Uh, what do you think about the Kairos flashback? Um, this is the one that like recontextualizes the earlier thing with Rebecca, right? Yes. Well, because he was forgotten, but he he's the one you know he remembers still because like you know we see him as a, a juvenile youth. Uh, he gets captured and thrown into the the Coliseum where he goes on a winning streak. Um, and he sort of you know he becomes like oh, like you know some people like hate him you know because he's like. Uh, he's still a beast, so he's just like, uh, like the oh, the panel where he's like, I just wish everyone would forget all about me. Like I was like, ah, because uh. well, he he got his wish. Um, uh, but yeah, because he does kind of like, you know, he's the bloodstained fighter, but he ends up becoming, uh, you know, he joins the army, um, as the or the royal the cap he, he captain of the army because uh, he of his power. Oh, um, I, th- I think I think maybe my like favorite part from this flashback was when like. He he has he has his child and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to touch her with his <sighs> hands because his hands ah uh, because yeah, he was oh a- god he's so he's such a dork like and I also like the like the budding romance because Scarlet's like I know you're a murderer you know everyone else might be fooled and then like he like protects her by like fucking wrecking the people who kidnapped her and she's he's like oh sorry she, she's I, like I also- don't touch me and then like that happens and then he's like oh sorry I touched and- you and she's like I'm sorry I'm sorry. Uh, they're so cute and I also love the page after that where it's like she's like cooking lunches for him because she's smitten and then there's like the two panels of her like hanging out with him and the silhouettes and she's like holding an umbrella and then oh the best part is like if I can't be with him I'd rather die and the next panel is she's dead yeah <laughs> she's having a funeral <laughs> because yeah oh, otherwise I, I guess she couldn't so... be royalty marrying a criminal I did think it was a little weird right, right. that it was um I mean, I don't know, maybe because there was the royalty stuff involved, so maybe he was concerned about that with her marrying him. But, like, the the king was the one who was all like, yeah, he's a good guy. I put him in the military and whatnot. He's he's working for me. Uh, but then to be like, no, you can't marry this guy because he, I don't know. It seemed weird, but maybe that was why. Yeah. 
Well, because he's like, you know, he says, in, he, or how Rico puts is like, individually, the people might celebrate your, but your, your, you know, your marriage, but as a group, you know, the the history is like, you know, Kairos's history, it won't be forgiven, you know, because he's like, yeah, so it, it's just, he's just, you know, people being weird, so they can't really get together uh, publicly, so, but they're, it works out, they, they go into hiding and just live peacefully, um, and uh, Rebecca's, so, uh, you know, she, I love, again, the glove thing where it's like, he, um, he can put on gloves and they can, he, he, He's, he's such a he's such a happy dad. It's so cute. And they all lived happily um, ever after. Yep. Except uh, Doflamingo. Then Doflamingo happened, and it's like no, no. Um, and we get to see Kairos's perspective, where he goes in to save uh, King Riku and cuts off his leg. To oh, I love the panel where it's just he's just like about to fucking take Dolph- like kick Doflamingo's shit in because he cu- chopped up his leg. And but Nobi gets turned into a toy. I don't know if Oda like forgets him. like because then later after the flashback, Oda uses like a similar looking shot. But then like this time, he actually like follows through with the attack, and it oh, it was a good payoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't work, but it was cool. <laughs> it was it was a good um, setup and payoff with the art. Yes, but yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot because Scarlet only went to get food because she forgot about Kairos and her promise. Ah. Doflamingo ruined everything. Uh, no, yeah, because then, like, the palace gets set on fire, and then Kairos, like, go- rescues the king, and he's like, who are you? And it's, ah. Yeah, and then he goes to find, you know, w- to where they met, and but of course Scarlet's out in town getting food. Oh. No. Oh. Kairos had a hard life. <laughs> oh, man. Um. And oh, then, and and fucking Diamante is even See, be an there, asshole. There, there, or, were some oh, yeah, of the, there were certain things that he said, like, over the course of this arc, like, oh, of course, the the pain of you and, uh, like the pa- the pain of you and the king is surely the worst, but or something like that. Like he was like, because nobody remembered who he was, he like couldn't. I don't know. Like I feel like he definitely he got ex- like the worst deal out of all this because like he was forgotten by everybody. He was turned into a toy. He lost a leg. He ha- he like ha- he had to see the death of his wife. He was like he was able to protect his daughter, and, but like was never yeah. recognized as like her father right uh. like because she even like like i said right before the, all this happened she even said like you're just a toy like she 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 kind of like in her anger she briefly like disowns him because again she did she feared losing him but like because uh, that's that's uh, being i think it really this is really interesting in regards to like comparing it to hero Lux works words but way back on drum because he said people don't die, only die when they're forgotten and here like kairos he's technically alive he's like moving but like because he's also dead and that everyone forgot him like it's just horrible for him like no one care like the, you know no one knows he exists his daughter like his daughter barely you know like he, she does call him like oh he's like a father to me but at the same time he's also just a toy so it's like there's a there's a disconnect there and uh, kairos the poor guy <laughs> oh man kairos is good though i like him Oh, and then fucking after right after that, you get uh, fucking Diamante like, oh yeah, your mother, uh, I killed her. Um, it was me, like piece of shit. <laughs> uh, we're almost done. We're almost done with the reading. Um, so go done talking about the reading. So yeah, um, so yeah, Sugar gets knocked out. Um, the toys awakened. Um, what kind of joke is this? And fucking hell breaks loose. Like how? What is it? Government agents, Navy sailors, international dignitaries—just animals. Like he's just like, yeah, turn that animal into a toy. Why not? Pirates, fucking, any unwanted thing. Just, <laughs> it's so good. And then Usopp gets like, 
propped up as this uh everyone loves him because he saved them uh, yeah i love how like the well because then you get the stuff going on in the coliseum so like the roof caves in and there's just like all this light from the heavens and it's like god usap <laughs> yeah it's very buggy-esque thing like we saw buggy doing that shit and they he was all like the when he parted the 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 door the the gate of justice and he was got the had the moses get up that like it's simply <laughs> So silly, a great, great, and also you're right. I'm flipping through, and uh, Ky- there was a reprise of that panel of Kairos going after Doflamingo with his missing leg. Um, yeah, and uh, this time he like, well, because it's like, yeah, his if he's acting on vengeance, it's not gonna, it's not gonna pan out. Is how the arc seems, you know, seems to be going so far. So, and uh, oh, everyone's memory comes back, like Riku and uh, Rebecca are like, I have, or oh, Kairos, is that you? Oh, I have a father, and oh man. Yeah, for, first she, like, was so angry she couldn't move or whatever, and then she, and so then Bartolomeo's just like, what are you doing? And he's like, she's like, I have a father, and he's just like, what? And he's like, <laughs> out of context, he's just probably like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, oh, and in all the confusion, because uh, the crowd's going wild, too, because all the toys turn back, so there's just, like, animals and shit. Um, Sabo is able to Yeah, I love how he the... just, like, destroys everything. Like, he just, like, punches a hole through, like, the center of the ring, and everything just, like, collapses, and everyone... No, yeah, not just because the Coliseum is above the factory, so he punches all the way through. Like, the water is draining out. So he just, like, fucking completely ruins everything, grabs the fruit... Does a big old fire? F- I'm still I'm stealing your name. Uh, fire fist, and then when we next see him, uh, like I what's like because he he literally inherited Ace's will. Like he even said like he's going to protect Luffy no matter what, which is what Ace wanted the most. You know, Luffy to be safe. Like he that's what he died for. So like, so yeah, even though it was like quote obvious that it was Sabo, you know, to anyone who's paying attention to the story, like he still didn't reveal him until after he inherited Ace's will in with the Devil Fruit. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um. So, like, I guess, hmm, because I, I, I mentioned Obito earlier, where it was all, because, like, that's the thing, is, like, with Oda, like, compare this to, like, the Cyberpool 9 reveal, where it's, like, it comes out of left field, and it's a bit, it's a shock, you know, because it's, like, what the fuck, you know, um, but this is, like, where it's, like, he basically reveals it, but he doesn't really reveal it until, like, later, even though it should be obvious, so, like, I, I'm th- wondering if, like, maybe... Hmm. I'm, I, I guess I need to reread Naruto and see if, like, there was, like, a reason that Obito was revealed at this... Like, maybe it was important that Naruto revealed him? Like, you know, because he was talking about, like, the... Because all Naruto's whole thing was he was not... To, he was not Tobi, he was Obito. He was someone under the mask, and he was, like, trying to dig that person out. So, maybe... I don't know, I, I guess what I'm saying is that maybe this moment... Like, I, I'd have to reread Naruto to be sure, but maybe this moment, moment maybe not mind the Obito thing as much. Even though, yeah, it was really... I, I, it was for way longer to, you know... So in Naruto, like Toby, we see Toby, and it's like, yeah, that's obviously Obito. And then five hundred chapters later, it's like, yeah, yeah it was I Obito. think maybe the difference is between that like, those two is like, Toby showed up like almost immediately after we saw, uh, the Kakashi flashback. So you see the the one eyed yeah. mask, and it's like, hmm, someone character who <laughs> half half his body got crushed. I don't know, but like with Sabo, um, what was I gonna say? Sabo, like he could have showed up, I guess, at like any time. And, like, so, yeah, yeah, Oda had dropped hints that he was still alive, like, with the three cups at Ace's grave. But you never really knew when he was going to appear. And then when he does, like, it's just right. the the big face from Luffy, and then you see the three cups again. Yes. So, right, even right. then, I think, like... But I guess my, what I was more trying to say, because I feel like maybe I'm misremembering... Because there was, the like, the red herring with Madra, but I think there was a point, like, right before his reveal where it was, like, 
like Kakashi was suspecting it too, I think. So I feel like I basically basically my point is like the moment where they specifically were like outright stated to be the character um, with Saba, like at this point with Saba, you know, ha, ha, like it was specific. The, the authors wanted to be revealed after a certain point. Maybe again, maybe yeah. with Naruto because I'd have to reread. Um, but with you know with with this one, it's like you know he wanted Sabo didn't show up until he inherited Ace's uh, fruit, pretty much. So or he didn't he did show he was there obviously, but he didn't he wasn't named on screen until then is what I was trying to say. So yeah, um, but yeah, just maybe think like what it made me want to go back and think about Naruto a little differently. So yeah, um, but that's for another time. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I know I'll reread it at some point, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Kairos cuts off Doflamingo's head. Uh, he's dead. The big bad of the arc has been defeated. Not by Luffy, but by Kairos. <laughs> um, yeah, Usopp is praised as a god. And everyone's like... Like, I love the part where he's like... He, he says, follow me and I will guide you. But he's actually saying, fool, lower me down. Unhand me. I have blood spilling down my face. Big, like, he's just like saying something completely different. But it's like, he's the words he chokes out, everyone like takes is like some kind of sort of gospel. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. When Destroy the factory. When can we see Usopp versus Buggy? Make it happen, Oda. <laughs> that would be amazing. The, the, the battle of the cowardly idiots. Holy shit. That would be great. Because Usopp um, wasn't around during the the buggy arc. Ah, make it happen, Oda. <laughs> they both have weird noses. They're the same character the whole time. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, um, we see Sabo. He he gets together with Koala and Hack. They're the Revolutionary Army is here investigating. Um, Kairos and Luffy start fighting to try and rescue Law and Riku. Um, I like the, I like the part where they like have to be super careful with the cuffs because they're sea prism so and they're all devil fruit users so they can't <laughs> touch yeah it. right right um, then that becomes like a a point because they they don't have the keys so um, oh yeah and also it was nice to see Robin recognizes everyone um, she's like oh koala Savo, hack because she was with the revolution like koala hugs her that's like. Then we get no more, and it's like Oda, stop teasing me. So that, that that was because she was with the revolutionaries during the the right. time skip, right? Yes, yes, she rec- yes, she recognizes well, I'm, them because she was still waiting for Oda to like drop these details. Like I had even <laughs> called attention to it back at Fishman Island. Like, okay, Oda didn't do it immediately. That's fine. He'll probably get to it at some point. Still hasn't happened. Five hundred chapters later. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by the next time oh, skip. Man. But I guess like it, it it is frustrating. But that is how Oda like. One of the like how Oda is able to like build these worlds is because he leaves details like that not explored. Like with Luffy, he got a flashback fo- like almost six hundred chapters into the manga, and it, like there's no contradiction with what we what we have known about his character. It, if anything, it filled in much more. But like it didn't contradict anything because he was light on the details. Like there, you know, not that he, you know, he he's contradicted himself a few times. Like one, of, like a, a small handful, but like nothing like major, major. So it's like. Um, so it's, uh, so by, by being like loose with the details for any, everyone in two year time skip, especially like Robin, um, or like why is Zoro's eye cut? You know, was it Mihawk? Something else happened? Like he's free to really, to change his mind, so to speak until it's in the story. So yeah, it's like, again, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, I want, especially like the revolutionaries. I want to know more like what's going on. Uh, Robin's great. I want to know more. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, Doflamingo was not dead, actually. He's got a string clone, uh, the cheater, cheater bitch. <laughs> um, and Luffy has to save Kairos. Um, and they fight for a bit before Pika dumps him out of the castle. And uh, Doflamingo 
Oh, wait, uh, wait, I thought the, the next episode of Dress Rosa was going to be called Birdcage, but no, he's Dopamingo activates the birdcage and traps everyone inside. Um, and this is a uh, terrifying concept, because uh, not only are, <laughs> like, the... Because, the, like, the one guy tries to, like, run out, but he gets, like, sliced because yeah. they're just sharp... They're sharp strings. But then, not only yeah, can he trap people inside it, but from those strings, he can use other strings to, like, grab people and control them and have them to, to kill everybody. Yes. And, oh, God, that's horrifying. Like what he did during the during the Riku thing. So now you got, like, random people who are just going crazy because Doflamingo Del- infected them with Parasite. Um, and then they're tra- everyone's trapped. And he basically creates this whole fucking death game. And I like, again, like you mentioned earlier, I like the line where it's like, let's be real. I could have ruled over you from the start. But, oh, motherfucker. And now he's, like, continuing, he's using, you know, he's continuing to try and control the situation that has gone out of control. Like, you know, extreme circumstances call for extreme measures. So he he instates the bounties um, for everyone, the stars, um, the stars, so, um, you know, and it's like, you know, either everyone dies or the everyone um, who I list out is uh, um, captured. Also, yeah, I got to the SBS part where it's like, oh, yeah, Koala. Oh, you know, to me, Koala's lived the exact opposite life of Hody, and that makes her very meaningful to me. And then literally, the ne- yeah, you're right. Then literally the next question where it's like, uh, thanks for the tip. In that case, uh, Hody has two <laughs> penises. God damn it. Oh, uh... no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. All right. But, yeah, so... Delphingo sets out his bounties for everyone. Uh, God Usopp is uh, five stars. <laughs> Poor man. He... And I like how, like, during this next uh, sequence of events, Usopp just can't even move. He's so... Because he, he got all beaten up. Yeah, He's he... just being carried along by <laughs> these bug people or being carried along by this giant. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, because Usopp saved him, uh, you get the... Uh, uh, they all help out the straw hats, and you get a great like a two page a two page spread that reminds me a lot of the Ample Down one, where they're like breaking out after uh, Luffy gets recovers from his defeated by Magellan, yeah. and then you get a similar one where he's got all the with all the Coliseum fighters, uh, just uh, all these just wacky designs because it's fucking Oda, um, just going fucking wild, and like except this time they're like I'm gonna defeat Doflamingo, no I'm gonna defeat Doflamingo, ah it's so good. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, so... Oh, we also get the moment where Fujitora's... Well, because, like, Doflamingo did not put a three-star bounty on Fujitora, even though he could have, you know? But, like, and so, Fu- like... Uh, you know, Fujitora... Like, because, like, Fujitora even says it's, like... Well, because, um... Maynard's like, oh, he's a warlord, and he's going crazy, and it's like... Uh, oh, what, so these cries have all fallen on deaf ears again? Like, because, like, this... Every single fucking warlord has gone against the world government, I'm pretty sure. Like, Kuma we don't know about... Um, though, um, we did, like, learn a bit, uh, like, oh, no, yeah, he's gone against world government. He defended the Straw Hats, like, twice, three times. Like, he defended Thousand Sunny, he saved them on Shabondi, and, uh, Thrill of Arc, he, uh, only, quote, defeated, quote-unquote, Zoro. Like, he left everyone else. And, uh, so, you know, Dolphamingo's obviously a, f- you know, he's fucked. Uh, Boa Hancock went, I mean, they don't know about a betrayal, but, yeah, she saved Luffy. Um, no, I guess, no, well, Moria, like, he did capture marine soldiers, so I guess that, like Morio was, but even then he was just weak. They decided he was weak and they got rid of him. Um, you know, Crocodile obviously, Jinbei winning against him at the war. Like every single warlord has been fucked up, and so Fujitora is kind of like, whatever. Like yeah, I mean not whatever, but it's like 
he, he's again he's trying to point out the flaws so like i've already kind of talked about him but it's like and I, oh oh no that's the line does the world government think itself to be a god to be god and it's like ah you blind motherfucker yes they do literally and metaphorically blind <laughs> ah. and yeah so I, I, it's frustrating for sure um, oh yeah and then we get the moment of Doflamingo forgiving uh, Treble and Diamante for fucking up you know like blaming you for those things won't turn back time like yeah it's cool um, oh and of course and then you get uh, another bit where like Pika la- he's he, Pika speaks in a very high pitched voice um, I went and listened to it in the anime and they they, they delivered <laughs> um, it was silly but like um, some of the Marines la- or some of the Doflamingo's men laugh and uh he kills them, um, and well, because we f- we find out a little glimpse of Dolphy's Dolphy's backstory, where he's like, you know, he lost his parents or he lost yeah, his he mother. He killed his father. Lost um, his mother when he was and, eight. Killed his father at ten. Yeah, and I especially love where it's like, you know, like these guys are my family, and I will not forgive those who laugh at my family. So it's like, again, like yeah, that's the thing. Pirate crews are families, and here he is being, you know, as like close with the, the, these idiots as like Luffy is with his crew and that's it's like I, I like it when the when the antagonist is closer to the protagonist in some way you know I like the contrast and stuff um uh, so anyway yeah there's a lot of fighting um clashing with uh, everyone like again so many moving parts oh and Pika that's right he he gets big and goes in to attack and uh, Luffy, la- Luffy laughs at him because he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> That was funny. Um, I like how he attacks and Luffy and his little band get like blown away, and then they come back with more people. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, this is worse than before. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and Moosey's there. They get their uh, the the bull. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just the Coliseum crew is going wild. It's so good. Especially, like, for some reason, Abula and Jeet, because they, like, their designs and their expressions, like, they kind of look, like, sinister and evil, but they're actually... They save Luffy and Law's lives. Like, they're so bro. It's so cool. I just... I've always liked that, because of just how their design is juxtaposed with, like, what they actually do in the story. I guess Bart's kind of the same, but he's more unique, I suppose. So he he stands out a bit more in a different way, um, both in design and... uh, (laughs) His him being a fucking nerd. <laughs> oh yeah, but so there, there, it's like a a bit of an extended fight with like the giant Pika statue. Um, I can It's all, almost silly, but I kind of like the fight where Pika pulls out a sword because at that point you're like, oh okay, he's fighting Zoro. I got it. Like <laughs> it's just Oda being Oda. Um, because the, the, they got a sword. Oh, they're fighting Zoro. <laughs> um. God, there's so many good little bits. I don't want to talk about them all because it's like it, it's just so much. There's a, there's a moment I liked, um, which kind of go for like there's always the kind of not I I don't know how much of a running gag it is, but like the how the Straw Hats will say something like oh stay away from them they're the the Marines, but then the other characters will be <laughs> like oh but aren't they the good the good guys? But then in this scenario, um, you have Violet who is saying. Uh, we're not we're not going to rely on the the world government for help because they're the ones who gave you know the pirate Doflamingo his title and like so like right right we're not going to rely on them just because they they wave the flag of so-called justice when they're kind of perpetuating this particular conflict which is 
Right, like Dressrosa is suffering because of the world government, even yeah, exactly because yeah, of the warlords, basically because of the warlord system. And you know, Fujitora wants that warlord system defeated, so he's kind of—I guess—he's kind of letting things play out exactly because you know it would look bad for the warlords. But uh, yeah, at this point, he's like he's <laughs> like he's fighting Sabo and shit, and it's like Jesus, uh, like fucking Sabo is so fucking strong, like he defeats like. These poor vice admirals, like Maynard, got defeated by Bartolome- Bartolomeo off screen, and Sabo just fucking wrecks Bastille. Like, <laughs> sad, very sad. Um, and he fights a bit against uh, Fujitora. Um, oh, and then we get. Uh, I thought it was a cool moment where uh, so Luffy and Law are led into like a, a tunnel, like a shortcut uh, by uh, the Funk Brothers, and a bullet and Jeet get knocked off, and then. They get ambushed by Doflamingo in the tunnel. Oh, well, it was actually a string clone, but uh, I don't know. I thought I like this moment. He's like, "Where did um, the water come from? Want, did... It's it's a well turned sideways, <laughs> and because it's yeah, it, there, there's uh, water. Oh, now Luffy can't do anything because he fell in the water. Yeah, and um, so and uh, again, they get saved by a bullet and Jeet, who are like these. Uh, they're such dorks, and. I think what's also really great about this scene, because you have Doflamingo asking Law again, like, now at a, like, really low point. Like, he's stuck with sea stone cuffs. Luffy's under, like, partly submerged in water and can't really do anything. Uh, Moosey's unconscious, like, and he's like, why him? You know, even as a kid, you were cunning and calculating. Why did you fuck up like this? And he even uh, said right before that, it's like, oh, um, like, he, he talks about how, like, Luffy's able to find allies in these circumstances, you know, and, like, his ability to gather allies behind him that Miyok commented on. And so it's like, yeah, that ability is part of, you know, like, we that happens right after uh, Bulinjit come in, allies brought in by Luffy. And then right after that, you see, like, Luffy's sort of, like, will to never give up. He, like, breaks through this, the, the well turned sideways, and, like, you know, he just, you know, he just breaks through all obstacles, pretty much. So it's like, Luffy shows exactly why Law chose him, basically, right after Doflamingo questioned it for the second time. So I thought that was nice. It was good. Um, so yeah, moving on, um... Oh, I, something I forgot to mention before. Um, well, because, like, there's a bit where, like, Bart, uh, Rebecca, and Robin are going to fly over, and they have, like, a shocked reaction. And so, like, Robin did not make goofy faces before the time skip. Like, you also have the moment earlier where she's, like, freaking out with uh, Usopp and Frankie because it's like, oh, shit, we are the reason these taunters are going to go to fight to the death um, because of the Doflamingo thing. So it's like... And I just think it's really good because, like, Robin, she's, like, fully ingrained in the Straw Hats now. Like, she's going along with them and being goofy where it's, like, you know, like, I, I think, I, I forget if I mentioned this before, but on, uh, you know, Alabasta, after she, when she joined the crew, she was, like, goofing off with them. But she was, like, pretending she was lying to get on their good side so that she could be safe on another pirate crew. Um, and then, and Thriller Bark, after all the Ennea's Lobby Water 7 stuff, where she's, like, she's being honest. She's, like, oh, no, I don't want any part in this Pirate Emperor shit. You know, it's, like, she doesn't actually, like, like to goof off, at least at that point. And she just, so she's able to be honest and, like, deny them because, you know, she's, they're part of, she's finally part of the family. She doesn't have to lie to get along with, or she doesn't have to, yeah, she she could be truthful about how she doesn't want to dick around like that. But now she's, like, just goofing off because she's just one of them. And it's just, like, it's so, it's small, but it's great. (laughs) Robin's so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't didn't even think about that. that Yeah, that's. So anyway, um, we get a bit of a a flash forward, too, because, uh, Luffy and Law are heading in with Cavendish, and Doflamingo um, 
is talking about law a bit because he saw he's like um because like he he wanted law to be his like right hand man and we see this uh bit of law where he's young law where he's like i want to destroy it all like we don't know what's law's deal with is like but he had a hard life as a kid apparently uh so like there's definitely build up like like we're getting like tidbits of law's past you know so but we don't know yet so yeah um Oh no! I opened like the next volume, and Bellamy's there, and I'm like, no, because <laughs> it's so. Because okay, so do you have any? Because Doflamingo seems to like not particularly like Bellamy. Like he's just like keeps like um having um. Because I have an idea of or oh shit, I can't. Never mind, it's a spoiler. Uh, I'll, I'm moving along. <laughs> oh no, actually, Doflamingo says it outright. Never mind. Um, because like Bellamy like looked up. I think they actually added this in the anime. Where it's, like, Bellamy was formerly, like, a noble, and he, like, he wanted to be a pirate because he admired pirates and Doflamingo, whereas Doflamingo says that he, um, you know, he didn't want to be a pirate. He just sort of became one, so, um, that's definitely interesting, um, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but I would say, uh, I mean, it does, it's, I'd say it connects to, like, why, uh, Bell, or Doflamingo does not seem to care for Bellamy that much, but yeah, um, oh yeah, um... Kinemon finds Kanjiro in the prison. Um, this it seems to be setting up some fights with like all the lieutenants and all the Coliseum fighters, um, and some of the Straw Hats. Um, I gotta ask. Okay, what do you think about Frankie and Singer Pink and kind of like how they treat women? Cause that was like a little a little oof. Uh, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts? Yeah, cause on there it? was like the one part where uh, the. What what's her face? The the guardian of like the factory comes in, and then Frankie. Yeah, the lady, the big lady, and he kisses her, and she gets like smitten, and she's like, uh, but he's like, oh, he, uh, you're just a kid, and I'm just like, uh. um, I'm curious as to how you felt though, because like, I mean, there there's obviously more to go between, because they're fighting. This is their this is Frank Frankie versus Singer Pink. That's the fight. Um, but uh, uh yeah. Yeah, I know of, that there's a little weird, more to, to Senor Pink that ha- that we haven't gotten to yet. Ah, uh, yes, because you would have seen uh, Super Patch Wolf's uh, Why You Should Watch, or no, it was the uh, Where to Start, like how, how to get, like how to, the first One Piece video you did, like how to get into One Piece. It wasn't the uh, Why You Should Watch One Piece or read One Piece. Uh, yeah, because he did, he went he went over his character, the, this character's backstory because he was trying to make a point like, look, this goofy character actually has like a really sad and depressing backstory, um, which we have not seen yet. Um, but yeah, you would, yeah, that makes sense. You would know about that. But, um, so yeah, I, I, see, but, yeah, I mean, I know seem a little, a little oof, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's more like, to I, it. Like, well, cause it's like, yeah, they're like, uh, saying pinky says like, oh, this is what it means to be a man. And it's like, eh, is it, being a man is like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I agree with this idea of manliness is what I'm trying to say personally. Um, so, but again, it's, it, it's just cut off there. And, you know, we, we just get other characters, so... I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it uh, later, to, maybe, uh, if it comes up again. So... Oh, yeah, there's also the... I, for, I I totally forgot. Okay, yeah, that's the thing, is, like, even rereading it, like, one part that I honestly complete Like, still don't actually know is with, uh... Because, like, uh, when Nami was gonna... You know, the Big Mom ship came in, and they were like, well, okay, there's three cards. There's the Factory, uh, Caesar, and Momonosuke for some reason. And, like, you know, so they leave so they can keep Caesar and Momonosuke out of Doflamingo's hands. But, like, 
I legitimately do not know why uh, Doflamingo wants Momonosuke, or even if he showed, like, when did he show interest in him? Like, maybe it was happened during that scene, and I'm just forgetting. Like, he was like, oh, hey, I, you, or so, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I just don't, don't, straight up don't remember, because there's so much in this arc. And this is me. I normally, like, remember every little thing. Uh, so it's like, and I say that because, like, as I, even as I was reading, I, I, like, completely forgot, I kind of forgot about Manchuri, um, until, like, uh... Well, because because I have I didn't mention it before, even though they were going to rescue her. But like, here they are. Like, uh, oh, they're like Violet, uh, Violet's trying to find her or Viola, and like, <laughs> there's again, it's just there's so much. Like, I'm having trouble keeping track of it all, even though like I've read this arc before, and like I'm rereading it, and it's like Jesus Christ, it's such a big arc with so many. Uh, I said that a million times, but it's true. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, like mostly at this point, it's kind of setting up some stuff. Like, though there is one good one where uh, Diamante runs into, or Rebecca runs into Diamante, and like, um, you know, Rebecca's like, well, because like, this is the person who killed her mom, and she's like, she's even, she doesn't want to fight, you know, she's trying to run, like, she, she, like, again, because she can't, she's not going to hurt him because she's, she's not, you know, she's not the kind of person to hurt people, even though. You know, and then uh, Kairos comes in, and I like you don't need to fight anymore. Like I don't, uh, Kairos is so good. Uh, <laughs> though I guess I think this is also part of why Rebecca um, isn't well liked because people like characters who you know who try to do things, uh, and Rebecca is you know she's like again she's the antithesis to Vivi. Like Vivi sacrificed herself, for, you know she was or she was trying you know to do everything to save her country, whereas Rebecca doesn't particularly care. She just wants to be safe, uh, with, uh, you know, her, you know, and, like, I guess the other thing is, like, there's also a parent, you know, obviously a parent-child thing, and, you know, how One Piece sort of does it is, like, you know, it's the kid, as long as she's, you know, she's, and Kairos even calls her a child, but she's, like, trying to put herself above Kairos and get the flame fruit, even though she's, like, you know, she's so weak, you know, and it's Kairos who ends up defending her, so, um, yeah, um, I might have more to say about Rebecca, because, again, we we only have part of the story, so... And, again, she's a controversial character, so I definitely want to do my due, like, diligence in understanding, you know, her role I mean, in the story. Yeah, this part um, this part in particular, maybe some other parts, but this one in particular kind of comes off as sort of, like, damsel and distressy, but, like, I, I kind of get what yeah. her character is, so... Eh. Well, like, because I guess the part of it is, like, again, I talk because I talk about, like, the Riku, like the Rikus, are pacifists. They're supposed to be like kind, and Doflamingo believes that there's evil in any per every person. So in theory, if Rebecca like gave into that hatred and fought, then you know she she would prove Doflamingo right in a, in a sense. And so, um, but then like at the same time, you know, but uh, um, I guess the thing is like, cause like Luffy is not fighting out of hatred. You know, he just wants to stop Doflamingo. Like he doesn't hate him. Like like Law is consumed by vengeance, and that's why he gets getting fucked over. You know, Kairos wasn't able to defeat Doflamingo because he wanted you know he was fighting for vengeance you know so but luffy he so it, it is possible to fight without hatred uh you know i just want like so i just need to think about that in regards to rebecca too because like you know she diamante was the one who killed killed um her mom so it's personal but it's also personal with kairos and that seems to be the fight that's being set up is kairos versus diamante so maybe also because uh, again, we just uh, kind of came off the Fishman Island arc, which had Shirahoshi, who kind of was somewhat similar. You know, the, the whole like pacifist. Not yeah, and kind of right, fight. right. Though I, I did realize like earlier today that like the thing with Shirahoshi is like 
even if she like what would stopping Hody accomplish it's not like she knew that he was planning some big thing like as far as he knew as, as far as she knew he was just like he just killed it killed um the mom so it's not like like uh stopping him would have like like even if she stopped him like it wasn't it would have been because like to stop Hody like you know the, to get re- revenge against the guy who killed um his mom like or her mom Cause, why do I keep I don't my I'm, I'm my brain's all fucked up I'm tired I guess but it's like because it's like, yeah, she didn't know he was scheming shit, is what I was trying to say. Uh, so it's like, it wouldn't have been like, oh, I gotta stop this guy to stop him from doing more bad things, because she had no idea what he was gonna do. Um, so yeah. Like, it would have stopped Hody, but only if she gave in to that, you know, desire to, you know, to take, uh, stop a guy who did something, you know, who did, did something bad. But eh, I don't know, it's weird. Um, okay, so I think we have, like, one last thing to talk about. Um, again, like, because we're at the end of the first half of the reading that we're gonna get we keep getting cut off like oh yeah this thing uh, might get resolved later yeah because we are um, kind of glossing over a lot of the fights but it is just kind of a lot of fight stuff well it's like i said it's things being moved into place for the rest of the arc yeah so it's, it's not like any of the fights like, conclude um, or anything it's just like which it, which is kind of right, interesting not, right so that, um like normally the way because uh, normally like how we've broken up arcs it's like this i at least for one piece, I don't recall like having another thing like this where what do we have to look forward next time? Uh, fights? Like, it seems like they're like... Yeah, like, because we split up I'm sure, tr- because like, like, speaking of areas where we split up, it's like, with Skypea and Jaya, like we, we, it was, they were going in to rescue the crew, so it's not it's not like it was just like fights um, you know, uh, and then what other arcs did we split up? The war, it was split up into three separate arcs individually, you know? I mean, yeah, like, I guess, like, the, this is, the yeah, war this is... was kind of just a big fight. But even then, like, no, there you have, like, you character say that, interactions yeah. and stuff. So, like, there was more to it. Whereas this, like, mm-hmm. all the characters but, have already um, been introduced, uh, I assume. Um... Yeah, no, everyone, every major player has been, in, it, like, all, yeah, I don't think there's any major character introduction after this, if any, uh, so. But, um... I mean, and I will minorly spoil and say there is more to look forward well, yeah, to like, next I'd time than fights. I'd assume there'd be more like in between uh, arc stuff. Yeah, yeah. The usual Oda fair. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to read the next section. Is what I'm also what I'm saying. Um, but yeah. So, but there's we do get we do get one complete encounter, and that is Usopp versus Sugar round two, where oh, she's going so, in to take down such Luffy. Such a good moment. Because it's again like a call, like I don't know if it's a callback to the the Ennis lobby thing, but like it's very similar to that. Only like you get the the whole build up for it. Oh man, because like in Ennis lobby, yes, he just like, kind yeah, of go- snipes the thing out of nowhere. Right. Well, because like that was him like proving his you know it, where he has power. You know, because he was looking at power in a very like power levels way where he oh I'll defeat I have to defeat Jabra because I have to save Rob get the key and save Robin but Sanji's like do what you can do so he does what he could does and actually saves Robin you know by doing it as a sniper and not a fighter because he's not a fighter and so here he is like he's got to save Luffy and Law so he's using his power as a sniper and he fucking gets observation hockey like he sees them he sees their spirit oh, so that's at, what at the that distance was. I was wondering like yeah, what that meant if- like, well, because it's like, earlier he was even lying, like, oh yeah, I have hockey. I mean, he said Conqueror's hockey specifically, but here he is awakening his hockey to save Luffy. <laughs> and it's, what's awesome about it is, like, the shots really, like, there's tension, because, like, the people are trying to come up and kidnap them, because they have the, the bounties on them. Um, you know, Law and Luffy are in danger. 
And then you get like a lot of buildup with the tension of the like the like he's using like sub explosions and boosters to get the to make that fucking shot because it's a fucking insane distance of shot. And then oh, it's the bullet is like his face. This one isn't to attack <laughs> or even to strike. It, it's to reawaken trauma, and it's just. <laughs> So it's like a lot of build up to what's ultimately like a punchline and it's so great and but it's still awesome because he made that fucking shot he saved his comrades and he's like getting captured in the last page and he's like set he's like laughing uh, anyway because he's, he's satisfied um, because he saved him he did it and they made it to Doflamingo and you get Luffy and Law facing down Doflamingo in trouble uh, yes Usopp's the man Usopp the hero <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, he's so good. I, I just, I just, yeah, I, I loved how it all played out, because he's, because he was so far away, but, but the other, uh, Violet had, like, the, um, she had her power, so she, he's yeah, like, she okay, was tell me the window, spotting uh, which for, yeah, window was... is it, uh, what does the window look like, how many bars, so, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so good. Uh, yeah, she, she uh, yeah, she was spotting for him, it was, uh, really great, oh, man, he took the shot, and it fucking landed, and it was, ah. Uh, Usopp's so awesome. Holy shit. Uh, this arc is good. Okay? We're not done. Uh, we still have, you know, another 40 or so chapters to go. Um, this is the longest arc in the series. It's 101 chapters. Like, holy shit. Um, or 100 chapters. I don't know. I, I, I divided it at the 101 mark. So it's like... Oh, so it's, yeah, there's like, a, yeah, it's a lot great. going into, the, into the climax here. Uh, I'm curious to see whether or not Doflamingo's potential is truly wasted, as the the best guy <laughs> ever once said. Yeah, there's some obviously there's going to be missing context with the other in the in those forty chapters that I am I can't wait to reread. Uh, I know because I more or less do know what to expect. Uh, so I'm I'm up for it. I was going to say so um, far I like where everything's so going. Yeah. Uh, I mean maybe it could drop the ball. But I it's I mean, has One Piece dropped the ball before? No, uh, not normally. Yeah, no, exactly. I can think of like um, maybe so, Pell and even then that's kind of debatable. Yeah, that's like it's it's like, yeah, that's I would say that's like the worst like moment in One Piece. And it's still like not even that bad. And it, he didn't even drop the ball. He flew it up <laughs> anyway. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're done here. I'll say yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, Mathos, come back. Uh, next time we're reading up to uh, chapter 801. Uh, goodbye, thank you.